Manscaped.com. There's a certain confidence that comes with being properly groomed. There's an aura, uh, uh, it's a vibe. You can just tell by the way they carry themselves. We call this BGE, Big Groomed Energy. And there's only one way to get that BGE, Manscaped. We'd like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is a leader in below the waist grooming. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SLOB20. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code SLOB20, S-L-O-B-2-0. Thankfully, their crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver, which I have right here, these little bad boys, once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. You know how the old saying goes. Let me just tell you guys, first and foremost, thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring Slob on the Pod. Secondly, uh, they've sent me so many great products. I mean, we have right here, the Lawnmower 4.0. Look at this. Look at this. It comes in this great box. You got right here, it's a whole new balls game. They got the, 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 the 4.0. In here, you got some more goodies. Obviously, you got all the how to use it, which we all know how to use. We don't know how to shave our balls. Maybe we don't, maybe we do. Uh, what else we got? We got we got the charger. We got two clips right here. But they got so many goodies. Thank you guys again, Manscaped, for sponsoring Slop on the Pod. Uh, I mean, this is always a great sponsor. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, you know, we're not cavemen anymore. Oh, they also gave me this travel bag. Beautiful Manscaped. Uh, very nice, very nice. Smells like smells like a football you know good old american nfl football um but no thank you guys manscaped uh i love manscaped uh I, i've always had issues shaving my nuts uh like i've said it before i'll say it many times before my biggest fear was always you know nicking my nuts and just bleeding out and, and, a, and a ball slips out of the sack or um you know even trimming your face up you usually get little cuts you know or you get like you get uh you maybe like don't cut too close to the skin or you cut too close to the skin and then it's just a bad shape but you got the little the trim guards which can help you out you can give yourself a little fade maybe you feel like a barber get a little comb a little comb up there and like fade yourself up whatever you got to do manscaped got you covered remember get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code slob20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with the free shipping at manscaped.com use code slob20 unlock your big groomed energy bge remember that don't forget it with manscaped and remember when you trim the hedges, the trees stand taller. Thank you, Manscaped. LiquidIV.com. Uh, Get 25% off when you go to LiquidIV.com and use code the slob on the pod, all one word, at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code the slob on the pod, all one word, at LiquidIV.com. Uh, thank you, Liquid IV. Uh, this is such a huge, like, this is such a big deal for me because I've always used Liquid IV, even before I even did the podcast. I remember the first time I ever found out about it, people were just like, you know, I woke up one day and I just wasn't feeling right. I was like, man, I'm just so thirsty and I'm chugging all these water bottles and it's not really doing much, all this Gatorade, not really doing much for me. And uh, one of my friends was like, yo, try one of these things. And it was like this powdery little packet, popped it in a 16 ounce bottle of water. And uh, it was like a game changer. Within minutes, I was just like, Man, I thought I thought I had hooked up an actual IV into my veins, 
It felt amazing. Um, the guy, the people over at Liquid IV have sent me two boxes of the hydration multiplier. It's got the, uh, this is the lemon lime flavor. I love lemon lime. Uh, I think lemon lime anything goes great. So I had to get two boxes of these. It's, I feel like it's an OG flavor. This is like, I think, I want to say, I could be wrong. You might want to fact check me. I want to say this is one of the first uh, um, uh, flavors that came out. You know, why fix something that ain't broken? You know what I'm saying? Uh, they also sent me this nice bag. As you can tell, it's already open because I've been using these things. I, as soon as I got them, uh, this bag's open. I'm already getting a little empty. I swear, I love these things. I give them to my parents. Uh, I give them to my brother. Uh, anytime anyone's feeling sick, I just give them one of these, you know? I don't, you know, Tylenol, what? You know, all that other stuff that's supposed to hydrate you. No, just drink a, a stick of these and you feel amazing. This is pina colada, which I love, by the way. I never had this flavor. Um, but I love pina colada anything, so of course I had to order me some, and, and I got this one, and it's so good. A lot of people have been recommending watermelon, uh, grape. So if you guys have any recommendations of other flavors I should try, let me know so I can get uh, hit up the guys at Liquid IV or girls at Liquid IV and uh, have them send me some stuff. Also, they have this energy multiplier, which is this one's lemon ginger. Once again, gotta stick with the lemon flavor. Um, this stuff is actually really good. Once again, it's open. Been using these things. Um, those were great. I, I for my job, I, I do landscaping. You know, and if you guys live in Arizona, it's it's summertime, guys. But pretty much summer, uh, summer in Arizona is like summer. It's like living in the desert. So you know, when I'm out there working out, you know, cutting lawns, you know, doing my thing out there, uh, I take one in the morning right before work just to get myself ready. I take an energy multiplier. I even double stack. I do an energy multiplier. I do a, 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 a hydration multiplier. And then after I get off work, you know, I don't like to take naps really. I mean, I love to take naps, but I try not to. I, I try to stay, you know, I try to keep my day busy. You know, I get home, edit a podcast, do all this stuff. Or maybe as soon as I get off work, I have a podcast I got to go do in the studio. So pop one of these bad boys in, shake it up on the drive over to the studio. I'll drink one of those. Um, and it just, it just gives me life again. Uh, remember guys, get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code THESLOB on the pod at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code THESLOB on the pod at liquidiv.com. Oh yeah, real quick. Contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and famously vitamin C made with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. You know what I'm talking about, guys. You know, uh, all the, you know, everyone that plays soccer, you know, you know, anyone that does an active, an active sport, you know, whether it's, you know, going to the gym, CrossFit training, uh, just going, going, getting out of the house and going on a run. You know what I'm saying? Come back, pop one in and just really rehydrate yourself and keep your day going. You know, don't slow down. There's a brick wall in front of you. You smash through it. If there's someone in front of you, you know, <laughs> I can't say that. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten. We know a lot of you guys have gluten allergies or, you know, dare. Actually, I have I have a dairy. Not an allergy, but it, it affects me in a way. Uh, and soy. Uh, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. So these things all have uh, don't have that. Don't Do not have that. Uh, what makes Liquid IV so effective? The science of cellular transport technology designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV has donated over 20 million servings, 20 million servings globally, globally. That's the whole, that's the whole globe, the whole earth. 20 million, 
Remember guys, get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the slob on the pod, all one word at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code the slob on the pod at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration at liquidiv.com, promo code the slob on the pod. For guys, use this stuff. It's, it's amazing. It, it works for people that work in the office, people that work outdoors, people that go to the gym, people that you know are on the computer, whatever it is. This stuff fits in your daily life. Uh, thank you guys again at liquidiv.com. Remember, get 25% off. When you use code the slob on the pod at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Three, two, one. Where are my sunglasses? Uh, I just have them. These are mine. Where's my center? Oh, boy. Thank you. I'm all over the fucking place. Oh, now we can start. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Solving the Pod, episode 65. I always get it wrong. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, today we have on uh, Carlos. How do you say last name? I'm sorry. Monteon. Monteon. Yes, sir. Okay. Carlos Monteon. Junior. Oh, Junior. Yeah. My dad. Is your, your dad have the same name? Yes, sir. Oh, that's so weird. I, I was always think like, I mean, I don't know. It's probably cool for you, but, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want my dad's name. Or to be, like, a junior. Because, like, a lot of my cousins that are, are juniors, mm. they usually just call him junior. They don't even call him by their name. Yeah, I'm, like, the only one in the family that was never called junior. But they it does suck that my first name is Carlos because I have at least seven in both sides of my family in total, including myself, that are... Siblings? Carlos, yeah, no, no, just, siblings, just like, like family members. Yeah, oh. cousins, nephews. Well, Carlos uncles. is like a very like common Mexican name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate it, but now I'm kind of like wear with a like a bad pride. You know, I know. Like I sometimes I always wonder. Like it, I think it'd be cool if like there was a law where like the kid got to pick their name at a certain age. <laughs> but then there'd be like a lot of like Frankenstein's and like dumbass names that kids would come up with imagine yeah no <laughs> I, I agree I actually at one point I wanted to be called Naruto like the cartoon mm-hmm. <laughs> I never I never got into those shows like um, like uh, anime and stuff mm-hmm. you, you like that stuff not necessarily I, I go through phases I went through like a Pokemon phase a WWE phase a Naruto phase and but you're not stuff. like like full on like anime and like nah what about hentai you like hentai <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't. It's kind of weird. Sometimes I'll just click on it and be like, why do people like this? <laughs> right. And it's, it's so funny because it's always like, I mean, obviously it's a cartoon, so they could just like make everything more dramatic and more big. And so it'll be like this little skinny Asian chick with big old titties. Yeah, I feel like that's what the thing that like has always turned me off from like that category uh, simply because like it's it's always, they always portray like some dainty, like teenage looking girls. And it's like, ah, oh, dude, like, that's kind of weird yeah um, like you're like that looks like she looks like she's like 12 or something yeah like yeah. I, I always thought that was weird like you, you watched um what's that show that famous one on hbo uh, uh um euphoria euphoria happened okay so like pretty much all these kids are like they're in high school right yeah. so they're obviously not 18 but like the actors and actresses are at least 21 or older so when you but when they show this show they show them like they show their titties and stuff and so yeah. it's weird because you're like okay this is is this okay because like they're of age in real life mm-hmm. but like if you're going off like tv like t- like terms then like technically it's wrong because these are high school kids and we're yeah. watching them like give each other like blowjobs and right. like seeing titties and like 
It's it's really fucking strange. It is it is weird, and I I feel like that's one of my biggest issues with the way that Hollywood portrays like high schoolers. They yeah. over sexualize them, and I've you know for many years I've had this idea that I will eventually bring to fruition, uh, which you know centers around like high school stories. You know, athletes, wrestlers, more more specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, because <laughs> the way that I see it, like in media, like a lot of the times, it's wrestling is not portrayed accurately so i'm like dude like if only they had a a good like wrestling choreographer like i could break into the industry anyway um the way that i would like to bring that idea to fruition would be like by deviating away from the sexual aspect of high school because of course you know like it is a part of you know a lot of teenagers upbringing and whatnot but we shouldn't portray it in, in the media. At least that's what I think. Like, we shouldn't okay it. Exactly. Because yeah. then, then it kind of... Um, the way that I see it, at least, you kind of are sexualizing minors. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I, I, always, I always go back to, like, conspiracies and shit, but they always say, like, like the things like that, like, they're, they're putting it right in front of your face. Like, there's no hidden nothing. Like, that's... Isn't that fucked up? Like, we're, they're, they're making it okay... And we're, we're like, oh, this is okay to watch this. And it's like, these are supposed to be, like, underage kids, and they're showing all these things that they do, which obviously we know they do in high school. Like, you know, some kids are crazy, but we don't need right. to see it like that. Right. Because it's still fucked up, like, to think that way. Yeah, if you allude to it, that's a different story. But if it's explicitly shown, like you said, it's like, probably. It, it can turn off a lot of viewers. As a matter of fact, uh, I've, I haven't seen it personally, but from what I have heard, or actually, no, I did see, like, a little bit. Um, one episode and in one of these episodes I do remember that there was like high schoolers hooking up with older men oh yeah and now that right there is like bro now that's fucking weird but see you know what's funny though I mean I don't know what year did you graduate 2017 okay yeah you're well excuse me way younger yeah I graduated in 2011 and uh when I when I remember when I was like maybe a sophomore junior there was like a few girls that like their boyfriends were like maybe 22, 23, maybe even 25. Yeah. Like, they drive them to school and shit. Yeah, like, And they be their boyfriends. It's so fucking weird. Like, yeah. But at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, she's in older guys. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't click in my head that she's also underage. Yeah. But because at the same time, like, I remember my freshman year. Like, I'm not bragging, but I, I was able to, like, hook up with this girl that was a senior, but she was, like, an older senior, so she was, like, 18 already. Oh. And I... But I saw nothing wrong with it. Right. I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah. And she didn't either until her parents, like, brought it up, and then we had to, like, stop seeing each other. Ooh. I was, like... Because she's, like, oh, my parents said that, you know, you might, uh... You know, your parents might, like, sue us or something. Or And I was, like, trust me, my parents will... Like, my dad's <laughs> in the bag giving me high fives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not gonna run you out. Yeah. But, but then again, like, you know, the way that society has brought us up you know i remember being at that age and i would be like oh dude if i could bang a senior you know i'd be on top of the world yeah granted i never you know i graduated virgin but um you know to your point you know your dad is giving you high fives for it and that's basically how we were brought up as men you know we're supposed to conquer the women type of thing yeah yeah. and it's like a double standard too because I never, no one ever gave me shit for it. Mm-hmm. They were like, dude, that's fucking dope. Like, good job for you. But, like, right. if it was flipped, you know, say she was a freshman, I was a senior at 18, then it, I'd get looked at kind of weird. Absolutely. But then again, I went to a fucked up school, so maybe they wouldn't think of it. They were like, good job, too. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if it, you know, if the roles were reversed, then they would also call the girl. Yeah. Oh. yeah and it's so, dude, I was just talking about this. Uh, the other day I was watching, because uh, 
uh, I'll just randomly go like when I can't find anything to watch, I watch Jersey Shore. <laughs> I like, love that show. And uh, either that or ridiculousness. I'll fucking I can watch their shows all day long. And uh, I was watching an episode of Jersey Shore, and they, uh, Pauly D was like giving shit to one of the girls because I guess she had like a boyfriend and she was sleeping with like Vinny, and then mm-hmm. she would also hook up with guys at the bar. And he's like, man, she's being like a whore, like. Uh, and then he, there's a scene where he's walking in and she's like, she's acting like a whore. Like, only guys can do that. Girls can do that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, right. even like, maybe when I was younger, I didn't catch that. But even I heard that, I was like, why, why would he say that? Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's so fucker that you would say that. Like, no, it's one, it's not okay for either one. But like, if you're, if you're doing it, well, how come she can't do it? Mm-hmm. And same thing, like you said, like, and then she's a whore. But if a guy doesn't, he's a player. Yeah. But you know, sucks to suck, girls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Double but, standards. Yeah, dude. Hey, but it works both ways. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. There's pros and cons to app to each side. Yeah, so it is what it is. We always got to take what we get. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you're saying about the whole wrestling thing, what what did you mean by um, how people don't portray wrestlers in the right way? Like what? So, ah, uh, man, the way that matches are typically choreographed, I think. Uh, like in movies and shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I often see that. You can easily tell when people don't know what wrestling actually is because I've seen shows or, you know, not necessarily movies, mostly like TV shows where people are like choking somebody out and they're like, oh yeah, he's on the wrestling team. Nah, bro, what the hell? In um, Cobra Kai, in Cobra Kai, sorry to interrupt you, no, but in Cobra Kai, that I like that show. It's my guilty pleasure, but... Yeah, a lot of people loved it. I yeah, but one of my biggest pet peeves is how, like, karate, they, they portrayed it as like, oh, this is, like, such a badass sport, and then wrestling, it made it, like, right here, you know? They made, like, the wrestling... When it's look the other way like around. Like, karate fucking sucks. It... Everyone says it. No, nah, Except I, unless you're a person, unless you do karate. No, nah, I, I like karate people that do karate. <laughs> karate, no, karate is... It, it has its place in, in combat. I, I firmly believe it. However, it's... It's not as easily translated into real-world situations. Uh, so it's only for, like, set matches. It's not like if you get into a street fight, like, it's not... Yeah, you can use, you know, there there are a lot of skills that are useful um, in street fights. However, it's not... You're not going to go up to somebody and, like, pull your punch. You know, yeah. you know or, it's, have, yeah. you, have you ever seen this video? It's an old video. It was uh, this cholo dude and this white guy that was... He was a, he was a karate guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I don't know, they're like in this alleyway and they start to get into a fight. And the, the cholo's like, all right, fool, let's go, let's go, fool. And then the the white guy, he like, he like he's like, and he gets down and oh, everyone's laughing at him. And yeah. this is like a real, it's not like stage or nothing. Like, like an these guys street fight. got into a fight, like, okay. like a street fight. So he pulls out his whole karate and he's like, and he's like squatting and everything. He's like, and he's doing all this shit like Tekken or something. And everyone's like, all the guys are laughing. Like, look at this fool. And like, dude, he kicks, he kicks the cholo and knocks him out. Yeah, like a high kick to the head, and, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" But it was just so funny because it was like this nerdy and dude, nerdy white guy, like high waters and shit. Like, I yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. Like, like I said, it does have you know its place in combat, but you just know how to. You need to know how to translate it uh, because I I did karate for like three months, probably. My sister is a black belt, and oh shit, yeah, I, I, it was like my first combat sport. I didn't really like it too much. Uh, boxing my, was my second. Then I found my, the love of my life. The, the love of my life, wrestling. Wrestling, dude. Yeah, but um, yeah. So they teach you how to kick with like the like this part of your foot. Mm-hmm. And I tried doing that on a punching bag once. It was the worst mistake I ever did. It's like a it, slap to your foot, right? Yeah, yeah. It, I always see that too. I'm like, I know punching bags are like supposed to like 
soften the blow. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're still pretty fucking hard. They're like packed with sand. Yeah. But like, it's it's pretty much like a like a slap. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I, I you know, sometimes I'll play around and I'll like kick my girl's ass, <laughs> like with the top of my foot. It kind of hurts me too. Right. It's like a little stinging feeling. Yeah. Like I trip out. Like, dude, whenever I see um, like UFC fights, and people are like hacking at someone else, like with their shins, though. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know, but I guess you're supposed to kick with the shit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, that's, dude, like, if, if you just, like, flick my shin, that shit fucking hurts. <laughs> like, and I've seen videos where people are strengthening their 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 uh, shins. Like, yeah. either they're kicking, like, the bottom part of the bag or all the sand at the base. Right. Or, uh, dude, this one girl in, like, Thailand was kicking, like, a fucking palm tree. Yeah. Just hacking at it with yeah. her foot. I was like, dude, that was just terrible. But, yeah. I mean, either way, there's no winning. Like, that's, that's the thing, too. I see certain moves where it's, like, it's... That guy's always gonna get knocked out, but this guy's still gonna feel something. Like I've yeah. always heard, like people that headbutt people, oh. they're like it, it's it fucks up both people. But right. obviously, you know the other guy. Yeah. But no, that, like yeah, dude, the fucking the foot thing. I always saw that too. I was like, how how is that? Like I mean, the other person's probably getting the, the bad part of it, mm-hmm. but you're still getting a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've seen like some shin conditioning stuff like online and whatnot, but I too am like, dude, that. That must suck. I know my that brother. Suck. My brother was telling me that there's a thing that you you roll your shins with like a wooden fucking stick, like a oh. kind of looks like a like a tortilla like roller. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Never seen it. Never seen that. Before. No, yeah, but like, and it actually it's just like a wooden stick, and they just like you just rub your fucking shin with mm. it. And I'm like, dude, and I, it's supposed to I think help with like um, maybe like stress fractures or like maybe like shin splints. Mm. I don't know, but dude, I fucking saw that. Like, I can't do that stuff right. like that or like. When people like get the rolling foam thing and lay on it on their hip, mm-hmm. roll their thighs out, I can't do that shit. Hurts so much. I don't even like massages. Yeah, that pain is just too much for me. Yeah, I don't know how people like that shit. Yeah, dude, I cannot like. You have to, from what I've learned, because I I have a lot of tension in in my muscles. I've learned, uh, but you have to just go with the flow uh, and go with somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Because there's a lot of people who you know will massage you, but they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, that, and that's the thing, yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, and that's, with massaging, like, you, no one can just be, like, oh, I know how to give a good massage, like, it's, because you could hurt someone. Absolutely. Like, it's just, like, you know, like, with wrestling or, like, any type of fighting, if you're, if you're not trained and you're just, like, get in there and start doing shit, like, you could really hurt someone because you don't know, you know, yeah. you don't know when to stop, you don't know how hard you should do it, how tight. Like, I've heard that all the time, like, I, actually, when I was in the Army, I did, um, we had, like, a combative course. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you're in basic, they teach you, like, the basics. Like, you'll do, like, one day where you, like, you pretty much roll with someone. And it's all, like, um, uh, they'll do, like, uh, just situations if you're ever, like, for some reason your gun ever got jammed. Oh. And, like, you have to go combat, like, hand-to-hand combat. Right, right. So they would do that. And then when once you're in, they send you to, like, you can go to a course if you want. And there's, like, level one, two, and three. I think even four. And it's it's combatives and the fir- I did the first two levels. The first level is pretty much just wrestling. Oh really? Wrestling cool. and then uh, like a lot of defense really. Okay. And then the second one is uh, wrestling and striking. Mm. So then they start slapping. Okay. It's only slapping them, and it fucking sucks. Like I do, I get so mad when I get like I'd rather get punched than slapped. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't know what it is in the army like. These guys, like my friends, like <clears throat> these black guys, why well, they gotta be black? Because they fucking work, all right? Um, but they do, they I, they have this thing where they do slap boxing fights. Yeah. Like they're like, hey, like they don't, not even, tr- just to like play around. Right. They're like, let's slap box. And they'll just be like, whoosh. And dude, I, heard of that. I got slapped one time and I was, my eyes started watering. They're like, are you crying? <laughs> I'm like, you fucking hurt. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I want to cry. Dude, I fucking, 
I don't know how people can do that. And so when I went to that level too, they told me too, they're like, it's striking and slapping, open, open hand. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, but like, I want to do it. Cause I, I like the wrestling part of it. Yeah. I didn't wrestle in high school. In high school, we didn't have a wrestling team. We had a very small school. Mm-hmm. I had like my graduating class was like 75 people. Oh God. wow. Yeah. Wow. We started my freshman year, we started out with like maybe 110, but like by senior year, it was like 75 people. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we didn't have enough money and we didn't have coaches and we were in such a small town that we didn't have a wrestling team. We had the basics of base, baseball, basketball, football. We didn't even have track. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't get track till like my senior year, maybe. Oh, wow. When they built a track, yeah. Wow. And then they built a swimming <clears throat> a swimming pool, too. But, look. Yeah, so I didn't get to, I know. So I didn't get to do any wrestling. And I, I wanted to. So I almost wanted to transfer school just so I could wrestle. Because, oh, wow. I mean, you talked to my dad yesterday. Yeah. Oh, by the way, thank you for coming out to my show yesterday. I yeah, really yeah, appreciate yeah. For that. Sure, man. For like, sure, man. It's always awesome to see people. So, like supporting me like especially doing that and at, at the airport of all places like it's yeah. such a random spot huh <laughs> it is but it, it was a cool ambiance dude it was all the old people yeah so last night i had a show at the uh, brewers at the airport upstairs and the whole crowd like 99 percent of the people were all these old like i think 65 and up and it was um like a retirement it was a retirement home it was like a trailer park they had all got a bus and that was like their outing for the night and yeah. they all got on and it was so and they were the funnest crowd like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, and I was, I, I don't know if you were there, but at one point I was talking about having kids or something, and that when I was younger, like my dad would tell me, like, just make sure, you, you know, if he's like the number one way not to have, uh, not to have a baby is don't have sex at all. Mm. He's like, and then second, like, another chance is like wear a condom and then, you know, get good at pulling out. And I was telling him the old people, and they're like, <laughs> I was like, and then pulling out, and this old lady's like, that doesn't work either. <laughs> and then I go and I was like. And I was like, do you guys believe, like, if you do anal only, you won't become pregnant? And everyone's like, oh. And then they're like, nope, doesn't work either. Because if it droops down, it can still get in there. And I was like, oh. No. They were so fun. Yeah. But I. And no, I, yeah, they were they were a lot of fun. I saw how they interacted with the other comedians. It was, it was great. Yeah, dude, I fucking loved it. But anyways, yeah, thank you for coming out. Absolutely. But what was I getting at? Um, talking, talking to your dad. You wanted to oh, yeah, yeah. school. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. talked to my dad. You yeah. can see he's a, little, he's a character. Yeah, he's no, he, bro, he's. Every, every word that he spoke, the way that I felt was very nurturing, embracing, and at the same time, like, firm. He, dude, he's like that with everybody, like, mm-hmm. and that's why I knew he would like you, because he loves wrestling. Yeah, I could He tell. grew up doing it. Um, he actually wanted to go to college to do wrestling, but he wasn't good in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he got, I want, I could be wrong, but I think he got his girl at the time pregnant with my stepbrother. Okay. Went out like a senior year, so that all kind of went out the window. Right, right. And then yeah, that's when he went to go work with the railroad. But uh, no, he fucking loves it. So I knew when you came, I was like, oh, this is perfect. You can meet him. Like, he fuck anyone that either wrestled in high school, you don't even have to wrestle now, but even if you just wrestle in high school and you yeah. got, you know, like a little the bit. struggle or like the street you guys go through, he loves that. Like, with yeah. me, I didn't do that. So he, his stories with me are always like, yeah, I did this and this, or like cutting weight. Dude, like, uh, talking about wrestling movies, his uh, favorite movie is. Um, Vision Quest. Vision Quest. He, he told you, about it, yeah, dude. <laughs> and and I and he's always told me about it. And we he finally we rented it one time and we watched it. And it's actually a pretty good movie, even for now. Like you know, normally you watch an old movie, doesn't really hold up nowadays. Right. I've never watched it. Really? Told, yeah. I told him I, I've never watched it. And one of my coaches, Jeff Welsing, he would talk about it a lot in the wrestling room. One of the drills that we do, he'd be like, "Think about Vision Quest. If you haven't watched it, go watch it, dude. It's never watched. Dude, it. watch it tonight. I'm telling you, like." It's a really good movie, and uh, and mo- it's funny too because most uh, my like I have a lot of friends that uh, train at um, what is it Yuma Top Team? Yeah, 
You in the top okay. team or you in the top ten? You in the top team. You in the top Foothills? Team. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, my buddy's a coach. I don't know if you know Cody Salazar. I don't know. Shout out to Cody Salazar. That's my boy. Fucking love that dude. Uh, oh wait, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I do know. Yeah, long, long, hair. long hair. Sometimes he braids it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Glasses. I have met him. I met him uh, once at Lift Training Systems. Um, he, I don't know if he could, he still trains with with my coach, but oh, I don't know. I I know he's like, dude. He's at that. He's at the gym at the human top team. Yeah. Like every he's a mindful assassin, day. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do know him. Yeah. That's my boy, dude. I fucking love him. Uh, and he's so like he's so knowledgeable about like so much stuff. I love to have conversations with him because like he's kind of like my little therapist sometimes. <laughs> He'll come over and we'll just hang out, and I just tell him like stuff that's going on. He's like, "Why do you think you feel that way?" Like he's mm. dude. He's all about the whole like mental. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I, I have a bunch, of, and like I was in him. I was telling him about that movie Vision Quest, and he's like, "Yeah, I see. Like it's my favorite movie too." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay. So it's not just my dad. It's not like an old people thing. It's like right. if you're like a wrestler." So that's surprising me. You haven't watched it. Yeah. No. I guess I once I watch it, maybe I'll be in that cult following of like. Actually, you know, one of the things that I like about the wrestling community is that they're very, very supporting and very, very supportive um, for the most part and like embracing because one of, I remember seeing a, a movie and it was just like a one time showing and it was American wrestler, I, be- I believe it, it's a, it follows a story of a, an Iranian wrestler, if I'm not mistaken, who or an, or an Iranian who immigrated to America and then found wrestling and then his uncle who used to wrestle for like the country's team uh, back home trained him and he ended up becoming a state champion and this is based on a true story and oh my god yeah and the whole hold like, on hold on what's up yo D I never press record on the fucking no way I know, but it's gonna be so shitty. Oh well, work with what Welcome you got. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm gonna, dude. I, this is the second time. Oh my fuck, dude. I'm telling you, good. next time I'm gonna have a whiteboard in the back and just have like little like Checklist, recording notes. Yeah, yeah, like is it recording? Is it? <sighs> oh well. Well, work guys, with what you got, I'm man. sorry. No, dude. no, no. It's all good, bro. I did this with my best friend when we had an episode one time. Like, <laughs> but I caught it within the first five minutes. That's that was a good what, thirty. Sorry, so I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna have to enhance the audio from the the GoPro, and then you're gonna get like the first thirty minutes. And I'm sorry, it's gonna be shitty, but it's gonna gonna have to work. It's gonna but now we're back. Well, now we're on audio. I'm yeah, sorry. Back. No, 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 no. It's all good. Uh, oh, the man. way that I see it, you don't. What's it called? Just deal with the cards you were dealt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Work with the cards that you. No were point dealt. in crying over spoiled milk, right? Exactly. Spilled milk. Spilled milk. Yeah. Spoiled. In too. this case, spilled beer. <laughs> For the homies, not just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, back to what you're saying. So that yeah, wrestling. so so yeah, we were watching. So there was a one night showing. Um, American wrestler. And, was it like a Sundance film or something? Why is it one night showing? Uh, just because it was a low budget film. Oh, and okay. I, and it wasn't projected to be you know a hit film that at Harkins. Or, or yeah, like, it was oh, at okay. Harkins. Oh yeah, okay. And in the theater, it was packed with like all the wrestlers like from like different schools so and it was it was great to see like it was their parents you know the wrestlers a couple coaches and like at the end like everybody was clapping like everybody was clapping it was it was a really really fun time it was a great experience and it really got me to see like dude like the wrestling community like it's it's very niche and it's very very supportive it's Damn. really cool did you tell my dad about it no i didn't oh because he, he probably would have watched that shit that night um 
No, that's cool. Have you ever watched? I I've been wanting to see it. It's been out for a while. Uh, Foxcatcher. Fox, dude, that's a great movie. I heard. It's a great movie. Was it Channing Tatum and um, mm-hmm. what's his name from The Office? Um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. He plays a very very chilling John Dupont. That's the antagonist of the film. Yeah, I heard. I heard he plays like a well, like uh, have you heard? Have you watched that movie Whiplash? It's a drumming movie with uh, Miles Teller. No, I, I know Dude. which one you're talking about. But so no. it's very similar as far like I, I haven't watched Foxcatcher, but like mm-hmm. I've seen the previews and stuff, and I see like how hard he is on that guy. Right, dude, Whiplash is fucking insane. Like the guy that like his teacher, mm-hmm. his like music teacher, is like he like slaps him. Yeah, fucking he yells at him. He's like, "You're Abuses a fucking him. piece of shit." Like, and yeah. but he he's doing it to make him better though, but right. in a fucked up way. Because at the end, like he just goes off and like finally does what he's been trying to teach him. Mm-hmm. And the, you can see, like, there's a point where he's just like, he finally fucking got it. Like, yeah. he, I, I, I made him, I made the, like, the musician him finally come out. Mm-hmm. But, like, in so many fucked up ways. Like, yeah. this guy is probably, like, depressed and, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm trying my best. Dude, there's a scene where he's, like, drumming for so long that his hands start bleeding. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just on, still going and yeah. you see blood splattering on the drums. Oh. Dude, it's fucking sick. But, no, I, I, so when I watch, I've watched that one, but I have watched Foxcatcher, but I assume it's something similar. Right, the, I, the guys, I, I I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen the. Movie. You haven't seen it either. No, I haven't seen the movie. Oh man! But um, it it is a great movie. I recommend you watch Foxcatcher. It's not. <laughs> you haven't it even seen fo- it. Yeah, no, it doesn't focus too much about on um, on like the wrestling aspect. It's more about like the story and the psychology behind, like what they go through. Uh, more so the or... story because uh, so the story what it what what happened essentially is that. Uh, John DuPont was um, from a wealthy family, old money, and he grew an affinity for the sport of wrestling, and he reached out to one of the top wrestlers in USA at the time. His name is Dave Schultz. Dave Schultz also had a brother whose name is Mark Schultz, and they uh, they would make world teams together and whatnot. But Dave was like the cream of the crop. He was like what everybody sought out after. And mm-hmm. to this day, he's still a legend. He, he, he even has a tournament named after him, the Dave Schultz Memorial. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is he still alive or no? Dead. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, so this is so this is <laughs> no, what happens. Yeah, yeah, so this is what Spoiler. happens. Yeah, no, so this is what happens. Based, again, it's a based on a true story. And John DuPont um, was schizophrenic. Uh, brings him on to the ranch, uh, brings out a whole team, the Foxcatcher wrestling team, and ends up, you know, on one of his manic states, uh, pulls out a gun and shoots Dave Schultz. Oh, he killed him? Yep. On his estate. Is that in the movie? Yeah. So is that the end, I'm guessing? Um, or is that... It kind of... Uh, it has to be, right? So, so it, it actually follows the story of Mark Schultz, because Mark Schultz, I believe... Which is Channing I... Tatum? Yeah. Um, so Channing Tatum's character uh, was the one that wrote the book based on, you know... Uh, on everything that happened and everything that he experienced. So it follows his story. I mean, the whole story, the narrative from his perspective. And it's it's pretty cool. The way that it, that it ends, it just, like, tells you, like, what happened to Mark after. He ended up winning, like, UFC 3, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he was in UFC? Yeah. Oh, I got to look this up then. Yeah. It's cool. It's uh, my... Uh well, going back to when I told you I was doing that, uh, the combatives in the, in the army. Yeah. My trainer... Yeah, getting fucking slapped, piece of shit. <laughs> my my trainer, uh, he was in like one of the first UFCs. Oh no way! See, he would show us videos. That's dope. Yeah, so it was cool because it was like, and the dude was legit. Like, I mean, not that I'm saying like just because he had like the cauliflower, but he had it, and he mm-hmm. was like an older dude. And uh, he, I mean, from what I saw and heard, like he was very knowledgeable about his stuff, and he was he was a very cool like coach. Like, 
very like easygoing, real loose, and like wasn't like like scolding or nothing. We're just like, no, nah, it's all right, man. Like you'll get it. Like come on. Like and then he'll roll with you and That's like. Cool. I remember one time he brought out like a fucking taser knife. It looked oh. like a knife, and around it had like a a, a metal wire that like you, when you pressed it, it would yeah. like shock you. So Damn. and it was it was That's once crazy. again it was like hand to hand combat. Right. And it was like uh, representing that. So he would roll with you, and he was like, if you get zapped, then you're dead. So we would roll, and the whole point was to keep that hand away as well as still trying to get him oh, locked up and stuff. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a really so we'd be rolling, story. and you just get zapped in the back, or he'd fucking zap you in the neck, and yeah. like, and it, it's, I mean, it's not like all like I don't know how many voltage it is, but it's just enough to get you like, oh shit, oh, yeah. like a good little sting. You're like, oh right. fuck, he got me. But um, no, yeah, so that's crazy. I, that's so so he was in the UFC, so he's so he's still alive then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, Channing Tatum? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Channing Tatum Channing. is alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the guy he portrays. Yeah. Uh, so a- actually, I think it's funny because um, Mark. Oh, I mean, sorry, Mark. Channing Tatum looks has an uncanny resemblance to uh, the Penn State wrestling coach. Uh, his name is Cal Kel- Sanderson. Mm-hmm. If you, he looks exactly like Channing Tatum except he's bald. That's it. Like you should, you should look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah. Because the fact that some regular person looks like fucking hot ass. <laughs> Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, he's see. not just any hot ass person. He What's his name? is um, Kale Sanderson, with a K. C A E L S A N D E R S O N. Let me see this, and I'll put it up too. Yeah. So Kale- oh wow. Yeah. Right. He, but he kind of looks like Tito Ortiz. Oh yeah. Guy, right? No, you're right. Yeah. He, you look right? at yeah yeah that guy for sure. Yeah. So he. Um, oh, this one. Hold on, let me see. Oh, fuck. In that one, he looks like him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what? Yup. So if they ever make a movie about Kale Sanderson, which they should. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is the guy. Definitely. Yeah, that's spot on. That's crazy. Yeah, because based on, off what I saw on Foxcatcher, like, he's really good with choreography. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Channing Tatum actually did some wrestling. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. A lot of these guys usually do, like. Right. But the fact that he's a dancer, too, like, that also, like. Gives him a lot of fluidity to like you know get the motions correctly and whatnot. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, when when actually let's let's go back to the beginning. Uh, how long have you been wrestling? For do you do only wrestling or do you do jujitsu? Right now, I do only wrestling. Okay. Uh, however, I do want to branch out to boxing and go back to karate. Okay. Yeah, because I did do you know like I said earlier, I did do those three sports, and I I just want to do them for fun, man. Okay. Yeah. So okay, let's let's go to wrestling then. So how long have you been wrestling? Since seventh grade. Oh I did, shit. I did stop wrestling for four years after high school, um, competitively at least. Uh, but I, training for wrestling, I'd say. I'm terrible with math, and I don't want to put myself on. Oh, camera dude, I am too. <laughs> yeah. Just make but, some shit up. Yeah, but um, <laughs> from what I recall, I think, uh, I did the math once, and I think it's like six seven years total okay and that's minus the four years or that's just training in general not training actually in general, competing yeah. okay mm-hmm. damn and so what got you into wrestling so my boxing coach was actually the middle school wrestling coach for uh the school that i attended and he was just walking around with a scale looking up kids just like hey step on the scale all right cool come wrestle for me Saw me, and he was like, hey, Pac-Man, because they used to call me uh, Pacquiao. You look um, like him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been told. Um, that's actually what inspired that nickname. But uh, he's like, hey, Pac-Man, you should come out to practice. All right, cool. 
I went out, and at the time, I was really into dancing, uh, break dancing, like, you know. Oh, really? Up, yeah, looking up, like, YouTube tutorials. Like, B-Boys and shit, like, yeah. spinning on your head? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking dope. Um, I would just, like, look up some tutorials and, you know, try to replicate it as best as I could. I was really into shuffling. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went into the the practice, saw the big open man. I was like, bro, I was immediately in love, enamored really? with the sport because – I, I just felt like this freedom to just do whatever the hell I wanted. You just saw a big open space. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like a horse in the pasture. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> bro. I, I felt freedom. Yeah, it truly felt like I was meant to be there. That's dope. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's so. Was your coaches going around putting a scale on the ground and be like, "All right, go wrestle for me"? <laughs> yeah, basically. Like there was, you're like, "I don't want." He's like, "Go, we need." Yeah. You. So he, he's actually um, a detective Prieto. Uh, he is a te- detective now. Uh, at the time, he was uh, uh, a police officer. And he would often recruit like the kids who were in ISS who were who would get caught for fighting and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, so he would like the toughest like cholos, like those were the dudes that made me tough. Oh, that's yeah. dope. That and that's cool. I, I always like that. That's in high school when I played football, we had a lot of like like troubled kids. Mm-hmm. And they were always like, dude, there's this one guy. Um he was actually dude, I remember he was like buff as fuck for like a high schooler. I was like, what the fuck? How old is this guy? Right. And he came from like a different school, like in our sophomore, junior year. And he played with us. And I remember, uh, he played one of the games, his first game he played in, uh, the guy, the other team was going for a field goal and Mm -hmm. he fucking sacked the shit out of the kicker. You know, later, be safe. Later. Have fun. Take care. Um, but yeah, and he, he hit him. Like he, the guy already kicked the ball and he still laid him out. Damn. And they Ooh. like they fucking kicked him out of the game, and he's like, "What did I do?" And they're like, "Bro, you can't do that." He's like, yeah. I, "He's like he had never watched it, he never played it. He oh. was just this big dude that like got into fights." And yeah. they're like, "Look, let's use your aggression out on the field. Yeah, we could use you." And he's like, "Oh yeah. fuck it, I'll do it." Like this dude looked like fucking he would play and like he just smoke a cigarette like on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> like he was fucking. I was like, "This guy, he had tattoos." Oh no dude, way! In high school, <laughs> I was scared. That's as how you fuck know somebody's tough. He was cool though. Like he was a cool guy, but like you just didn't you didn't want to be on the bad side of of him. Right. But, uh, no, that's cool. I always liked um, when, like, uh, sports do that, mm-hmm. where they have, you know, like, they see, like, someone that has issues at home or whether in school, yeah. and they bring them in, like, look, I think some good structure will do you good, and then play a sport, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really cool to, like, see that aspect, you know? I actually, one of my, like, school bullies growing up was, like, my main competitor on our team. Uh, he was in the same weight class as me. Uh, his name is Rodolfo Miguel. Shout out to Rodolfo Miguel, wherever you are, man. <laughs> oh, you guys are cool now. Well, uh, yeah, no. So, um, no, fuck it, that fool. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So, so this is it's uh we kind of went back and forth, and it all started like in second grade. I was new to this uh, school in San Luis, uh, Rio Colorado. Um, not San Luis Rio Colorado, but Rio Colorado was the name of the elementary school. And the uh, U.S. side? Yeah, okay. in Arizona, in San Luis, Arizona. The American San Luis? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I met him. Um, I remember the first time that I met, met him, he was skipping class. And I didn't know that it wasn't recess. So I was just, like, kicking rocks with him, got in trouble. And then I realized, okay, don't hang out with that kid. Oh, yeah. He fucking. <laughs> yeah, it was my first day of school, actually. It was my first day of school. And... Through the years, you know, we got into a couple of fights. He actually slammed me once in fifth grade straight into the concrete uh, playing basketball. Like, he just, like, tripped me uh, and grabbed the back of my head. Boom, straight into it. And I still have, like, the scar to well, – Your head hit the ground? Yeah, face oh, first. Oh, fuck. Awful. Damn, and that's, then, a bi- that's an actual bully. Like, some people yeah. are like, 
oh, he called me names and picked on me. Like, no, this no. dude was tough, dude. Like, he yeah. was a tough he ass boy. And all I could ever do, even though I was in boxing, dude, all I ever did was always grab him in a front hold, like, choke hold. Yeah, so, like. Was this from wrestling or just, like, naturally never, it came I, to you? Yeah, it just naturally came oh, okay. to me. That was always my reaction to the every time that I got into uh, like a fight with him, it was always to hold his neck like right here in my armpit. Oh. Like that was it. I eat, like everything that I learned in boxing would just like go out the window. That's yeah. all I would do. And so the following year, interestingly enough, we were cool. We were in the same class finally and we were cool. And I was just fooling around by a trash can. Um, somebody dared me like, oh, go into the trash can. I'm like, all right, cool. So like I pretended like I was going to go. And this dude, like, shoved my face in the trash can, but, like, I hit the rim, like, r- again, in the <laughs> same spot where he slammed me the year prior, I slammed myself on the, like, on the rim. And I remember he was like, bro, bro, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, hit me, hit me, hit me. And I was, bro, I was too busy trying to hold back tears because, like, my crush was right there. I was like, no. You're like, just get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away, get the fuck away, bro. So and at that point, you guys weren't, he wasn't a bully no more? No, nah, he wasn't good? a bully. Oh, okay. uh, then, so he just did it to be funny at that point. Yeah, okay, and it kind of okay. backfired. Um, but, I mean, we were still cool afterward. Uh, but, yeah, he, he and I wrestled in the same weight class. And he, I, he is the person who I attribute to making me uh, tough that first year. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah that's dope. Yeah. So, and was, but you said he's the same weight as you, right? Was that weight at, the, at the time, yeah, it was like 113. What is your what is your what do you fight at or what do you wrestle at now? Right now it's seventy kilos, uh, which translates to one hundred fifty three pounds. Uh, even though I walk around sixty seven kilos naturally, which is one hundred and forty seven pounds, so it kind of, I mean, from the outside looking in, it could be it could seem like I'm at a disadvantage because these fools like at seventy kilos they're easily cutting down from like one seventies like one hundred seventy pounds down to one fifty three easily. These dudes are massive compared to me that's insane though yeah. like i like i said i always was fascinated with the cutting side of wrestling or like just fighting in general yeah and um because like my dad would always say he was like there's people that you know they just do whatever and then when it comes you know way in time then they start cutting they start putting themselves through all this fucking bullshit yeah you know like running with a sauna suit and like drinking only water like just trying just awesome. to lose like 0.5 at it like fucking like I don't know, whatever the fuck, wait. Mm-hmm. And then I, and he's like, but he's like, if you're smart, you'll just, you'll, you'll slowly, gradually get yourself to that weight and then yeah. live around that and then just learn how to live like that. For sure. Instead of having a cut out of yeah. nowhere. And I was like, wait, you actually fucking do that? He's like, yeah. And like, now, like, I, I've seen movies and, and obviously they're portrayed at, from real things, I'm sure. But like, I saw, what's that movie with uh, Miles Teller where he's a boxer and he breaks his neck in the car accident? But in, in that movie, yeah. he uh, in the very beginning, he's in the back trying to cut weight because he's about to go on stage to do the weigh-in. And he's, like, on, on a bike. Uh-huh. In, and I think he has, like, fucking, pla- like, the plastic wrap wrapped around his whole body. And I think they have, like, a heater on him. And he's just, like, in the back, like, trying to sweat just to yeah. make it. And he gets up on stage and he, he, they weigh him and he, like, makes it. Like, I think he has Barely. to make, like, 150 and he's exactly 150. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, brutal, bro. And I'm like, what I've the had stories fuck? like that, yeah. What what is the what is the what is the most you've had to cut? Most that I've had to cut, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Uh, but I've always like, I stopped cutting weight senior year. Um, I think honestly I've never been too much over. I think like from one thirty two to one twenty six, 
was usually my my weight cut. But as I grew, uh-huh. you know, by my junior year, uh, it got too too much. Like I couldn't. I actually almost missed weight at state. Yeah. So you you made it though. I made it by a small margin, similar to that story. Interestingly enough, I, I when you said Miles Teller the first, uh, and you said boxing, I thought about Michael B. Jordan, Creed. Oh, Creed. because they were in the like Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan were in the Fantastic Four together. I never saw that. You never seen the it? New Neither have I. One? Yeah, no, I haven't I, seen it. I either. heard it was terrible. So yeah, I, I heard I, it was ass. But I love Miles Teller and I love Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, but they're great I, actors. I just heard it's not a good remake. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I like the Jessica Alba one. Jessica. Is it Jessica Alba? She plays uh, Wonder. Yeah, Wonder the Woman. Invisible Woman. Invisible. Yeah. yeah. Um. Fuck, what was I gonna say? Um Oh, but so so what so what uh what were your methods to cutting weight? <laughs> like what is the most like dr- like the most fucking craziest thing you've had to do? It was it's awful, man. Because all these things that I, I used to do uh were very unhealthy. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean absolutely. cutting weight in a matter of you know, people try to lose, you know, five pounds in a, in a two weeks or in a month. Yeah. And you're losing five pounds overnight. Yeah. Like in the most fucking crazy ways. Yeah. One of the things that I, the, one of the most disgusting things that I have done is chewing gum and accumulating the spit and just like spitting in a cup or a water bottle like this. To get rid of water weight? Yeah. Really? One, yeah. One time me and my homie, we were going to a tournament in San Diego and California wrestlers, like they're tough. And we were on our way in the back of the van. He and I were were sharing one bottle. Why not get your own, bro? I don't know why. I I couldn't <laughs> tell you why. Passing the bottle. No, it was a, it was a small cup actually. It was like the half the size. Um, because yeah, spinning into like a narrow thing that would have been disgusting. That would have disgusting. Oh, me dude, I, I hung out with a lot of people that dipped, and that's all they did. Oh. Spitting, yeah. Nah, but worse. but it was a, it was a cup. I remember, and we were just like spitting on the way. Um, shout out to my homie Luis. Hey, Luis Vialpando. And so we were spitting in this cup, <laughs> and we get to the place, um, and we're still doing, like, some jumping jacks, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, but he set the, the cup down on, like, at the top of, uh, like, a little hill. And then, like, while we were doing, like, our little, like, exercises, he tipped it over, and you just see, like, that gloop of saliva slowly coming down. Yeah, because so saliva's not water. Bro. No, yeah, it was Dude, just it- foam, basically. It was so disgusting. How much did you guys get? Like a good cup or between we, you two? I mean, I yeah, imagine. no, we we if I'm not we kind of like if it was like up here we probably got it like that's three fourths of the way of yeah three fourths of the way probably. Oh my god! And so and and that that kind of blows my mind. So like you just spitting helps lose water weight. Yeah, uh, it's not the best method, especially if you're already dehydrated. Because then you're getting cotton mouth like a motherfucker, right? Because yeah, the thing absolutely. that's supposed to keep your mouth. Yeah, but you're chewing gum to salivate a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know. So, oh my goodness. You know, it's funny is uh, when I was in the army, I hung out with a lot of guys. I I never. I think I've tried dip like two or three times in my entire life, but these guys would do it like everywhere they went. I just did it. I remember I did it one time when I was drunk, and it was like the worst fucking thing. But, um, we were so out. Awful. We were out in the field doing some training, and uh, they had they had these little like brown cups that mm-hmm. we would eat like use when we like ate like lunches and stuff. Yeah. And what they would do is they would get like a, they'd use it for like a spit cup. Yeah. And so we're all sitting around talking and they, they had put it down next to me and I had my cup that I had like punch or something or water and we're, and I go and I fucking, dude, I go and I take a swig, no. bro, the, like one, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Bro, when I pulled the cup away, there was like a string of saliva, like to the cup oh. to my mouth. <laughs> dude, I threw up right away. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I oh, know. That is disgusting. Oh, dude, I wanted to fucking fight the guy. It was, dude. It was. I don't blame you. I do not. Because I was mad because I was like, it's not even my spit. I don't mm. even dip. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't understand. Like oh, you know, like I thought it was my, you know, dude. And it was. I was so fuck. I I was like, oh, and I fucking threw it. Same thing. Like when you throw, it, you just see, and it's it's like gloop. It's like goopy. It's like yeah. like slime or something. Disgusting. It's fucking gross. Like after so much spit, like all together, yeah. like, dude. <laughs> Bro, one time I, um, I on my way to state, actually that that worst weight cut that I was telling you about earlier, that where I almost missed weight at state. Um, I was doing that same method on the way over to the to the arena, and I accidentally spit my gum out. So I had to dig it out, and again, it was like encased with like this gloop. Of I would have just left I was it. Just like it was the only stick of gum that I had left. I felt like it was my oh, only resort. Yeah, so I was just like. Uh, it just yeah, but I I bit the bullet. Fuck it, uh, it was gross. That's but at, back to like talking about dip. It reminded me of when I went to an ASU wrestling camp with my homie Julian and Luis. Um, they they were rooming with with a guy who like did chew heavily, heavily, and when I saw him, I was like, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, but it's weird. Like he was probably like seventeen years old doing dip and it's like oh yeah what the freak it's yeah usually like whenever i like i saw it mostly when i was in the army but like i remember like when i was in high school there was a few people but they were usually like the people the like white boys that lived out in the ranches and stuff yeah like they just did that like yeah. and drink beer and stuff <laughs> right at, like 15 it's like a ranch thing or something because i don't know cousins, what it is yeah i don't i don't know i could never like i said i've tried it and it was something i was like i'd never want to do this again mm. and mostly every time i've done it i either been drunk or i was drinking so ah. i was like i'll fucking try it why not yeah I've heard I'm, I I don't know too much about it, but I've heard that you're not supposed to swallow the saliva, because then it like oh no no you're not yeah you're not supposed to and actually my first time I did it, I used uh so they have like the actual like dip that's all like shredded uh-huh. or they have it in pouches. Okay, yeah, I've seen the pouches. In pouches, before. I guess, is more clean. You know, it doesn't get all in your teeth. Okay. So I did a pouch, and I was doing and I actually we were drinking, so I would you know. I would take a swig and I was like, wait, how do you do that without drinking the thing? And they're yeah. like, ah, like, just make sure you spit, make sure you clear your mouth out. Because when you're sitting in there, it's just building up spit. Right. And then you have to spit. And he's like, just do a spit and then, then take a drink. Mm-hmm. Like, don't hold it in and try to, you know. So I was like, all right. So one of the times I wasn't paying attention and I took a drink and I also, and it was like a, like menthol, so it was like minty. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I'm drinking my beer, I, I, I feel it. And as soon as I got the flit, like, in my throat of, like, mintiness, yeah, I was like, oh, like, I, I, like, you know, in movies when people, like, their faces turn green, like, cartoons? That's yeah. how I felt. I looked. Like, I went pale. Oh. And I was like, man, my stomach hurts. And I went to go, and I was like, I went to go take a shit, because, like, I could feel it building up in my stomach, like, all the acid from, like, the menthol. Yeah. And I was taking was a weird. shit, and halfway through, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like, like passing out like on the toilet because from like the the pain like of like the grossness yeah and i turn around and i get off the toilet and like there's shit in the toilet and i just start throwing up with my head oh, in the toilet oh no dude way. i threw up everything like it was the fucking worst and oh, that's like from that awful. point on I, I like i said i think I, I did it two more times and after that like i would do it but <laughs> i still did i didn't drink nothing i was yeah. just like spitting spitting and yeah. but like i don't know like i see my buddies do it and they'll hold like they'll hold spit in their mouth for like i don't know good 20 30 minutes or make maybe 10, 15, I don't know. But for me, I was like, yeah, like constantly because I didn't want to swallow any of it. Like right. I was trying to get, but I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm just spitting out what I should just be holding in to get that buzz because mm. that's what you get. 
okay. you're sucking on nicotine. Oh yeah. And so like you just get that you get that head rush, which I kind of liked. I'm not gonna lie, it mm-hmm. was like oh shit, like you'd get like a buzz like if you were drinking, mm-hmm. but from the nicotine and like, and I didn't know this, but like uh, tobacco or like chewing tobacco has, it's kind of fucked up, but it's um it has uh, fiberglass in it. Oh. It's like mixed in with it, and what happens is it cuts when you put it in. It's supposed to like. Like, it, it's not, it doesn't hurt, but it's slowly, before you know it, it's cutting into your gums, and then that's how the nicotine gets into your bloodstream. Oh. Yeah, but it's not like, like, when you do it, you're not like, ah, like, you don't right, feel right. it, but it's just like slowly, tears. yeah, yeah, you barely know, and that's what's getting into your bloodstream. Damn, that's fucking wild. I know, when someone told me, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, like the shit that gets stuck in your finger, like, from, like, you know, like, a, a flag, or, you know, like, you yeah. know, the, 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 the poles, like, the flags, like, some of them made out of carbon fiber. Yeah. But yeah, so no, I, 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 yeah, the whole spitting thing is fucking gross to me. But uh, go, oh, going back to cutting weight. So what, what other ways do you do? Mm, putting a trash bag over myself just because I try to afford a, a sauna suit, or I didn't want to reuse the team's sauna suit that I thought that was disgusting, so I would use just like a <laughs> plastic bag. I had a sauna suit one time that I bought from Ross, and uh, went on a run with it, and fucking uh. Hold on, my bad. You're good. Um, and uh, we went on a, I went on a run, and it was like fucking middle of June, so it was already hot. I don't know why the fuck I got a sauna suit. And I got back, and my, and, and because I was sweaty, and it was like made out of like fucking rubber. I don't know what the fuck they're made out of. Yeah. And it's when I was trying to take it off, it was stuck to my back. And I don't know how I get like claustrophobic. I don't get claustrophobic like too bad, but like. When I, I put it over my head and I'm trying to take it off yeah. and I'm also like fucking hot and sweating and I just came back from a run and it stuck on my back oh. and I freaked out and I started just pulling it and I fucking stretched it oh. and like it ripped. Like venom. Yeah. And like I only used it one time and I was like, yeah. well, that fucking sucks. But dude, I was <laughs> I was like, like, dude, even if uh, even if I'm like just like like if I just leave the gym, I'm all sweaty and I'm mm-hmm. trying to take my shirt off, you know, it's like when you're, your to- back's sh- wet and it sticks on there yeah. i'll fucking i'll stretch the neck like i freak out because uh, i'm like or i'll just put my head back to i'm like, <sighs> uh, like okay how am i gonna do this like yeah. dude i fucking hate that feeling do you like being underwater i don't mind it you don't mind it uh, no yeah that's what i'm saying like my i i get i have claust- i get claustrophobic in like weird weird times mm. like like i know some people have it really bad where they can't even get into like maybe like a ferrari like a like a small car right like that that doesn't bother me but like if you put me like, like if I was to like, I remember when I, when I was little one time, my cousins that were older, they strapped me to a chair and taped me. Mm-hmm. And because my hands were so close tight, I started freaking out. Mm. I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I couldn't get out the tape because it was yeah. duct tape. So like, no matter how I tried, it was just stuck on me. And I was like, <sighs> like my, I felt oh. my chest caving in. Like, yeah. so stuff like that gets me. But I mean, I mean, you could like, you could put me in the restroom and I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like, no, that, that, that shit freaks me out. Like. My biggest fear too is like being in like one of those jumping, those like moon balance house things. Mm-hmm. You know, like the parties when they rent them. Yeah. And like, oh, it deflates. When it's like deflates and you're stuck in the bottom. <gasps> oh, oh, get off me, bro! I used to hate when like people would dogpile me. Like, I don't know why that was a thing. Like with my cousins, in a jump house, we used to like dogpile on each other. And being at the bottom, oh, it gave me so much anxiety. And actually, <laughs> like I, the reason why I asked, like, if you like being underwater, because I. I used to, well, I'm still a little bit claustrophobic, but my claustrophobia now comes, like, from being underwater. And being in wrestling actually helped me manage a lot of that fear and anxiety for of being claustrophobic. Oh, that's funny. You know, it's funny that you say that because, for me, um, I love the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the open water. But, like, for, so, for instance, like, me and you sitting here. Mm-hmm. 
we're talking about the ocean and like i think i think about it right now and i'm, I'm not in the water i'm nowhere near it but i'm just like that the ocean is fucking scary yeah. like it's so big like you can't really see below you you yeah. can't you know you don't know what's in there uh-huh. sometimes you go so far out but then like there's so many and i always think of these and i'm like i should be scared to go in the ocean yeah. but as soon as i get there i get in the water and like once i'm playing in the waves like dude there's been times that we were we had boogie boards mm-hmm. and we were going out further and further me and my dad and you know how like when, you, when you're just like looking at the water and you're in the water yeah. you look back and like one minute you were like right here where you where everyone was at and the next yeah. thing you're like way down yeah, here and you're like yeah, oh yeah. shit where <laughs> like where are we at yeah so like you don't know it moves you and so one time we were we went boogie boarding and we kept we kept trying to go back further and further mm-hmm. but not realizing how far far we were yeah. and I dude I remember one time um uh, i'm like probably like up to my neck in uh-huh. the water and i'm still touching the ground yeah. but i'm kind of like that hopping I'm trying to okay. go further and further but i have the boogie board so i can use it to like kind of hold me up right and at one point I'm, I'm i'm touching the ground touching the ground and at some point i go to touch the ground and the, no there's no ground hmm. and i'm like what the fuck so I, I go and lay on the boogie board and look down yeah. and you see i hit like the reef hmm. like like the, the 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 part where it was just a cliff yeah in the water, in the yeah, ocean, yeah, yeah. it was just like sand, 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 and then just black. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I started like, oh fuck, and like I got on, started, and I just started swimming back, and yeah. and uh, I, we went so fucking far out that like that got me. But it, it, like I said, like when I'm out there, I don't think about those things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, this is fucking dope. Like why? And I don't even think about like, oh, the ocean's big and scary. Like not at all. But when I'm here and I'm like dry and I'm just like sitting around, like the ocean's a fucking scary place. Yeah. Like yeah, when you it, think it about it, be, it can be for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I I only thought about Finding Nemo when you said that you got to like the the cliff or whatever. But nah, bro. Like I'd probably I've until you said that story, I've always wanted to like push the barrier to like oh yeah, yeah like I want to kind of want to go see as far as I can possibly go. But I feel like if I was in the same predicament where I can no longer feel like any sand beneath me, and I feel like like you said like that little cliff, I'll. I'd probably feel the same way, dude. When I was in, uh, when we were younger, we went to, we used to go to uh, Ensenada and Rosarito like a lot. Like every summer, we go for like vacation, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we were in Rosarito, and uh, we were, and I didn't know this, but like in the summertime, like maybe June, July is a big time for like jellyfish. It's like jellyfish season. Oh yeah. Like we went and like they're all washed up on the shore, like bunches of them, like just yeah. the jelly. You see, I'm like, oh fuck, that's crazy. And uh, play around with them, kick them. Yeah, like you can. I didn't know, but you can grab the tops. Yeah, you just can't touch the tentacle or like yeah. the fucking finger, whatever the fuck they are. And so we were in the water, and we're saying they were boogie boarding, and we're coming in and like going out, coming in. One of the times I'm coming in, and it takes me like almost to the shore, and I just hop off real quick, and I look to my side, and I see a jellyfish like floating at the top, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh fuck, and like I see it, like you can see the waves like slowly pulling it towards me, oh. and I'm trying to, and I'm like, oh, and, and I'm still probably about like. Maybe like waist deep, uh-huh. so like I, I, you know, I can't really run fast, you know, in the water. So I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to get out, and uh, a wave comes and crashes, and it, it brings us together, Ooh. and I and I get up, and I and it fucking it wrapped around my leg, and I just oh. grab it, and I fucking throw it, and dude, my leg was like, it's and I don't I don't know, maybe some do electrocute you, but this was more of like a burning. A burning it felt like yeah. someone held a fire to my fuck, like to my shin. Yeah. And I fuck. I was like, oh fuck! And like, I had all this black like stuff all over my leg, like oh. all these dots and shit. Yeah. And my leg was just burning. And I, I remember our hotel was like right up on this like hill. Yeah. Like right, like we it was like walking distance from the beach. I ran up there and I was like, I got stung. And my dad's like, I'll pee on you. I'm like, no. 
<laughs> and so uh, my dad's like, stay still, I'll pee on you. I'm like, no, no. So I ran up to the room. And I'm probably like nine or ten. I run to the room and I get in the shower and I, I put I get cold water and I dude I grabbed every anybody that whoever was staying with us I grabbed everyone's shampoo, body wash, fucking conditioner and I just rubbed Whatever it all around like trying it. to cool it off. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. Shut like that, bro. and like probably that rest of that day like at, at some point it finally just went away. Mm-hmm. Like but my leg was like red. Like a sunburn, but just yeah, from yeah. like my knee down to my like my ankle. Nah. And I, dude, then that fucking that was in the, that pretty much ruined the trip for me because then yeah. I was like, I don't want to get in the water no more. Did did it leave any scars after that? No, surprisingly, no. I mean, not that I know of. How I, long did the like the little black things that you said were on there? Like, they when I got in the shower, they came off. Oh, cool, cool, cool. But I, I, I think they're. Uh, I don't know. I, what is it called? I forgot. I saw it on SpongeBob one time. But it's, you know, SpongeBob's based off some real stuff, you yeah. know. <laughs> but there's the, there was these. I think they're called sea urchins, or no? What are they called? Like like leeches, but like in the ocean. Because there's an episode where he gets them on him. He's like, oh, and he mm. takes his shirt off and he has them, and they're like sucking on him, and they're like he's like itchy, itchy. And so like maybe that's what I had too. Okay. A mix of that, because that's what I think what the black stuff was. Oh. And okay. no, once I showered, that came off, but the stinging feeling yeah. was still there. That fucking sucked. Yeah, dude, I fucking hated it. Um, but no, let's let's go back to wrestling. Um, yeah, yeah, we kind of deviated a little bit. Yeah, I love that. We do whatever. No, um, so with your whole wrestling, like, what is like, what's your what's your goal with it? Like, is it just a hobby you do, or is it like you trying to become like a champion? So like, what is it? I am a champion. You I'm are. Sorry. You no, are. Kidding, My no, bad. No, not no, becoming. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're trying no, to maintain your status. No. Um. <laughs> so, um, it's. That's a good question because initially when I started the journey, I was like, oh, you know, Olympics, Olympic champion, this and that. And while, yes, I'm still going for, you know, Olympics because that's as high of a, what's it called? Like as high as you could, like as high of an accolade as you can achieve in the sport of wrestling. Like I, like I'm just simply aiming for that. Because I know that that's like the highest, mm. uh, but it's like the Super Bowl for wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, for me, it, it, I'm simply testing myself. If that is my potential, you know, like great. If it isn't, oh well. You know, I just want to, like Socrates once said, you know, it'd be a shame to die and not have known the true beauty of your strength, or something along those lines, right? And yeah. <laughs> And yeah, bro, like I, I just don't want to, you know, pass my athletic prime and look back and think my best times were in high school. You know, I don't want to be that guy that peaked yeah. in high school. Yeah. Like, I just want to I want to see how far I can possibly take it because I love the sport of wrestling. You know, if say my next competition, I could suffer a career ending injury. Bro, I gave it all I had. You know, that's all I can say. Cool. However, my biggest, like, what I really, really want to do, have, I've always wanted to do, is to gain experience to, so that I can know the ways to make a world team, to elevate the profile of the sport, right, and bring it back home to San Luis, Arizona. Because yeah. there's a lot of potential, but we don't really see beyond soccer and baseball because that's basically the two main sports that we have. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, you got to go either Yuma or further up north in Arizona to 
actually make it in oh, okay. the sport. So you so like I always like whenever uh so like you see what is it uh Summerton you said or no San Luis. So you see that as like its own place. You don't see it part of Yuma, huh? Yeah, no, it it is. You of know course, what I'm saying? Like yeah, how people absolutely, do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Because while it is something that I, it, it was kind of a culture shock when I moved here to Yuma because really? the people, yeah, the the mindset, the people are different. It it it's crazy because it's only a thirty minute drive, but the culture is so different because one, we're so close to the border that we. Mostly speak Spanish. Almost everybody speaks Spanish. You you will go to a store and almost everybody will assume that you speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. I get it all the time. Yeah. And they get mad at me when they find out <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, and Additionally, a lot of the vices bleed into San Luis. Like, one of the biggest things in Mexico is drinking at an early age. Oh, so yeah. So, that seeps into... Uh, you know, well, you guys right are you guys are the closest ones to the border, right there. Yeah, you're like Calexico and Mexicali, like yeah, you're fucking yeah. People just walk across from yeah. There. A lot of my homies used to club like from since freshman year, sneaking into clubs with fake yeah. ideas and whatever. And yeah, like, a lot oh, of like, my friends did. I never did that. Yeah, same. Never. Even now, like I, I've probably went, like at least th- that Mexico, probably went and like actually party went to like a club or something maybe mm-hmm. like two three times. Yeah, but like I, I it's just for me, it's just I can't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a different place and and I hear all the stories and I know like I've talked about it before but like I know like it's just like Yuma you know mm-hmm. Yuma has its good spots and it has its bad spots so you just gotta <laughs> know where to go right but like I one I don't know Spanish mm-hmm. so like my thing is if I'm out and I hear a group talking yeah. I can catch on you know like in English like oh, like oh they're kind of talking a little sketchy let's get out of here yeah but when I go over there I don't understand Spanish so when they're all talking like I'm just like everyone's having a good time and then my yeah. my girls like hey, like we should probably go like they're like they're talking about us. Uh, like not a bad like yeah. like in a way like hey like look who's here like you know just weird like real sketchy stuff mm. so oh, I damn. can't ca- I can't catch on to that right so because I don't like to put myself in that situation even when I do go like I rarely drink mm. I have a few drinks but like I really need to be like sharp and like focused because mm. it just it's it, I don't know unless I'm obviously if I go with like my family yeah in a big People, crowd yeah. then I'm fine but like they got your back me and my girl go like I'll just go go get some food mm. take the dogs to the vet and then come back like. Mm. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I find it very interesting because um, I used to work at at a very recently I worked at a a physical therapy practice as a technician, and we would get a lot of travelers. And um, one of the most recent travelers, uh, his name is Matt Kempfer. Shout out to Matt Kempfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "Oh, dude, like it would be great if you could show us around, like me and my girlfriend Shayna around Mexico." And I'm like, "Dude." I'll take you to San Luis. Like, I know all the spots, <laughs> right? And everybody warned him, dude, San Luis, it's dangerous. Don't go there. Uh, Don't so go there. Go to Algodones or something, but San Luis, stay away. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, I lived there. Speaking of San Luis. What's up, hey. What's up Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> he lived in San Luis? No, but he, he's a beaner. He goes he's there a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Man. No, but I, I lived in San Luis, in San Luis, Rio Colorado, Sonora, for the large part, a large part of my infancy and early adolescence so i always see it like bro like it's because you grew up there right yeah, yeah and, so, and so i don't see it as dangerous but even then somebody who worked with me one of my co-workers was like lived still like to this day still lives in san luis and was warning him don't go it's dangerous and it's like bro like what the fuck like i don't think it's dangerous every time that i go like 
I don't have fear in my heart like most people. And yeah, I get it. You know, there's a lot of turf wars that go on with the cartels and there's a lot of shootings that happen. And don't get me wrong. Yes, people do get caught in the crossfire, unfortunately. But the way that I see it is if tomorrow's my day, fuck it. So be it. I'm not going to yeah. go out there with fear in my heart. You know, like, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the same thing when like, um, like with uh, like in what was it in Colorado with that theater shooting? Yeah, like a, yeah, like yeah. years back. But like Curly I know for a long time, yeah, the fucking Joker dude yeah. from the Batman movie. But um, I I when that happened, I was like I I was like really I was really scared to go to movie theaters. Oh no way! But then I was like, what am I doing? Like, am I just gonna live my life like this all the time? Right. Like like am I gonna just not gonna enjoy life? And yeah. then like there was shootings at you know uh, um like fucking grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And gas stations. Yeah. It's like, so everywhere that people normally go on a daily basis, like, I'm just not going to go to these things. I'm yeah. like, bro, I can't live my life in fear. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm just going to go. And it's fucked up. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go. And if I get shut up at a Circle K, then I guess I get shut up. That's my time. I, so yeah, I go. You exactly. know, that was my number. I got picked. But <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but it, it, yeah, that it, it is a, it is a feeling that. I can see a lot of people getting, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, when you go to Mexico and everyone tells you like, oh, it's dangerous. You got to yeah. be careful. But like you said, like, just go have fun, you know, and if it does happen, like, hey, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. It could happen here. It could happen there. Right. And yeah, no, but you definitely have to watch out like who do you, who you talk to or like, hell, man, like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like you just can't be living in fear. Like, just be yourself. Have fun. Do your thing. Yeah, like not so much living in fear, but at least just be smart. Like Absolutely. know your surroundings. Absolutely. Understand where you are, and then like then you can have a good time. But yeah. you don't have to just be like I'm. Just I'm not gonna go all together. Yeah, I almost, I almost got in a club altercation one time in San Luis. Oh, I will never get into it. If anyone, yeah, no. Um, luckily I didn't because there's a certain way that people that men dress that you should not mess with them. If they're wearing like a fox hat with a really tight polo t-shirt it's always a tight one though. yeah and <laughs> some like skinny jeans and some nice loafers don't mess with that fool loafers yeah really? yeah because usually though like people who dress like that sometimes will dress like that for the aesthetic however oftentimes the people who do dress like that tend to be associated with some sort of cartel oh really yeah i know about the loafers I yeah like cowboy boots maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so i i would um I, I went to a club once and i was doing my own thing you know having fun uh some girl comes up to me she starts grinding on me dancing i'm like all right cool whatever dancing and we're in the vip section too um and all of a sudden some dude dressed exactly like that comes up to me and he's like hey wait get the thrice and wait it's his girlfriend i'm like you don't finish yeah oh shit yeah and i'm like (laughs) what the fuck dude like she literally just came up on me and he, he still kept on getting very aggressive with me I'm like, looked at this fool. I'm like, dude, I could take this fool easily. Immediately, I feel like a bunch of like hands on my like on my shoulder. They pull me back. Um, I was with, I was in the same circle as um, one of my cousin's homies, uh, Jose Valdez, and he was like, um, he said, "Hey, bro, you're Isaac's cousin, right?" I said, "Yeah." And hey, I got your back. Don't worry, bro. And I felt I felt supported. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm gonna wreck this fool. And so we got back, you know, face to face. And he's like, pues que tranza. And I was like, I, I thought about it for a second. And I'm like, bro, first of all, why am I going to get in a fight? Like, what's the point? Like, this is ridiculous. But wait, so what did he say to, about your girl, though? Like, no, nah, like he was just basically saying, like, it's my girlfriend. Like, what's up? Like, what you trying to do? 
And I'm and like he was claiming her. Yeah, like it was his, it was his girlfriend. Oh shit! Yeah, it <laughs> oh, was okay. his girlfriend. No, and he, and here's the fucked up part. Um, one like he was still aggressive. Like, ¿Qué traes, pues? like what are we gonna do? Part of me wanted to punch him in the face, uh, but the smarter part of me thought, Nah, dude, like you know, let's cool it down. There's no point in fighting. So I told him, Nah, bro, like I'm gonna tell you straight up. I didn't know, like, I was just doing my own thing, minding my business. This girl comes up to me, and she starts grinding on me. I, I did not know that she was your girlfriend. My bad. And he's like, yeah, bro, she tends to do that sometimes. I'm like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, I was probably going <laughs> to wake up in the newspaper, you know, like, following morning, probably in the newspaper. Oh, we found a body in a hole, like, or something like bro, that. Bro, that girl like, later that day probably got her head chopped off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Maybe dude, they do got, some crazy yeah, shit like that. Yeah, I, I watch the videos. Yeah, man. Probably should him. I watch them. <laughs> it's, it's just interesting. It's that fucking bro. People... It's crazy that no, there was a time where that was very prevalent. Like I remember, bro, being like nine years old, and my cousins would be like, "Oh, mira lo lo lo." Oh, lo the cartel sale. videos. Yeah, yeah, bro, snuff videos, like people being beheaded. And it's like, what the like? It was so normal. Like, how? Why was I watching that at such a young age? Man? I yeah, no, that, that's so true. I think it might just be a Mexican thing too. That they, mm -hmm. like, I remember growing up and seeing like those, but also seeing like ghost videos and shit. Like, yeah, they just try to scare you and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But even when I when I joined the army, like that was like a thing. Like, all the team leaders would like gather the guys and like you're gonna watch this video and it'd be like ISIS videos, mm -hmm. like, and I don't know, like. I don't know if it was, like, initiation or what the fuck it was, but, like, they would just make us watch these videos or they'd be like, hey, check this out, and it'd just be, like, someone just hacking at someone or yeah. fucking just, like, the craziest yeah. shit. Like, someone getting their head chopped off and then, like, they're playing soccer with it. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking crazy. I've never seen anything that wild. But oh, bro, I've seen some shit. Like, I've had, I've had like, PTSD just from watching these videos. Oh, yeah. Like, there, yes. there was there was this one guy that we had showed him a video. Dude, the guy started having, like, a like a panic attack. Yeah. Like, he like he was watching it, and you just see, like, his eyes, he was just, like, his eyes got big, and he was just, like, yeah. <laughs> like breathing hard. And then we're like, dude, you okay? And he was just, like, <laughs> and he started, like, having, like, a anxiety, like, panic attack. And we're like, dude, chill. And, and, like, the rest of the day, he was just, like, out of it. Like, he yeah. just really fucked with him. Yeah. But, like, it, now I kind of saw it. Like, I was, like... We were infantry, so like that was like things that we we should get used to if we were to get deployed. You know, that's something that hey, you may see this in Wait, real so, life. So those things were like shown to you on purpose, so like to prepare you psychologically. Well, or? they never said that, but that's what I assumed. Oh, okay. You know, like if you can't take these videos, then you're gonna have fucking have a hard time over there. If we if we you know encounter some if, shit. Yeah, yeah. So when I heard about that, when I whenever I saw him doing that, like it, and then they were like, dude, this guy can't. Like we're gonna have to put him in the office or something. Yeah. He's gonna do some paperwork or something. Dang. Like you have to do something else. Like he can't do what we need to do. And uh, and and not that I was okay doing it. Like it still fucked with me. But I just knew like that was the reality in life. Yeah. Like I'm. It wasn't all rainbows and sunshine for me. It was like I know there's fucked up people in this world. Like you don't have to go to you know Iraq or you don't have to go to Mexico to see it. Like it happens in our own Everywhere. backyard. Yeah. Like dude, yep. like look at this fucking school shooting that recently happened. Exactly. Like that's so fucked up, dude. Like uh little like it's well then going back, even the one in what, Buffalo, New York, where that the, the guy shot all the people at the and the like older people did or whatever. Yeah, I think he twitched, twitched, yeah, streamed or something. And it was like all these older people, and then like that's fucked up at and dude, I watched that video. I know I shouldn't, and I know it's so yeah. fucked up, but like there's something about it. As I watch it, I'm like, how am I watching this? And I'm like, this is so fucked up. Yeah. Like, it hurts me to watch this. And how is this guy actually doing it? Yeah. 
like what is going on in this guy's head and so seeing that was like fucking crazy and then hearing about the whole like any any school shooting with little kids mm-hmm. is just so fucked up man like it, it and it's weird because i don't have kids myself but right. it's just like i think it's just a humane thing like they're younger they're 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 defenseless like they're at school like the one place where they should be safe and just have fun and make friends and learn things and right. that you got to fucking worry about like someone coming in and shooting up the place like yeah. It's just so fucked up, but Bro, like that's, I said, what, that's yeah. what happens when people watch too much Star Wars. They think they're Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> 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 no, that's that is true though. <laughs> fucking maybe we couldn't blame. We can blame all these video games and fucking nah, movies. Just, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a direct correlation with like video games themselves. Uh, however, I have heard plenty of talk about, um, like the live chat room or like being online, like that. A lot of kids tend to be recruited. I, and again, I don't know the validity of all of this because I'm not a video game player or anything like that. But this is just something that I heard on the clock app <laughs> that um, people tend to like spew these like supremacist ideas through like video game Call of Duty chat rooms type of thing. Right. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you get a bunch of kids who are like saying a bunch of like stupid things that they're not supposed to say out of rage because they can't control their emotions. Oh, yeah. I've and, been on those chats. Yeah. And and so, I've heard yeah <laughs> exactly. A lot of slurs. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so people like if you're a predator who is seeking out certain traits, then you're like, ah, oh, this dude just said the N word. Hey, bro, come here real quick. What do you think about, you know, and they start like, you know, older men with like some nine year olds who are very impressionable. What is it called? Uh, like black. Do they blackmail them? Is that what you're saying? Like they're like, hey, I have this recording of you saying the N word. No, not necessarily. Send me a like fucking it, booty picture. Nah, kid. Nah, from, <laughs> from my understanding, at least from what from what I what I consumed is that they simply like prey on these kids like to instill their supremacist ideas oh. so that they can do some messed up shit out in the world. Oh, I see, I see, I see, Yeah. I see. Now, again, I don't know the validity of this, but it is possible. And I don't think that is that it's too far-fetched to think that it's actually real. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. It, we live in a fucked up world. Like, so, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, certain times I'll get into these, like, moments where I'm just like, man, this world is fucked up. Like, anything can happen at any moment. Yeah. And here I am just like, today's a good day. You know, I'm going to go do yeah. a podcast. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go, you know, go out and have some drinks with my boys. Yeah. Like, little do I know, like, anything could happen, like, yeah. quickly turn. Like, because you're just fucked up people. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing is, like, you don't have to go to Mexico. Maybe you just go to the Crest and someone decides to shoot up Crest. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. For no apparent reason. Yep. They're just fucking messed up in the head. Like, I don't know. It, 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 there's so many people. Like, that's why, like, going to the whole Mexico, going back to the Mexico thing, like, yeah, it's. They have their bad things and they have their good places mm-hmm. and they ha- you can have fun and you got to be careful. But same thing here. Yeah. Like, especially if you're new to the area, just be cautious, you know, yeah. watch how you talk to people, watch how you act around them. Like, you don't you never know who is around. Yes. But there's chaos and there's order. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Um, yeah. I'm going to I can take a piss. Yeah. So yeah I'm going to take a little quick break. Sure, sure. Then we'll get back to it. Sounds good. Regresamos de nuevo con Manscaped. Aquí introducimos el Lawnmower 2.0. Tus bolas te lo van a agradecer. Y la morra, las nenas que te succionen los huevos, también. Tell them use uh, promo code SLOB20. Ah, sí. Usen. Asegúrate de comprar tu lawnmower 2.0 usando el código SLOB20. <laughs> That's awesome. I should do that. I should do like an English one and like a Mexican one. Bro, you should. 
<laughs> that'd be, uh, that'd I, be I dope. I fucking should have brought the paper and I need to do them. What paper? Well, I would like to... Like, the ad read, okay. the shit I have to say. Because, like, there's stuff I have to say and then there's, like, extra stuff I can put in, like, yeah. stories or whatever the fuck. Okay. Times I cut my nuts. <laughs> Dude, no, actually, that, that has happened. I remember the first time that I ever tried to... What's it called? First of all, is that recording? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so uh, I remember the first time that I ever um, used or tried to, you know, mow the lawn down there. <laughs> I used... Um, you can bring the mic a little closer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used my sister's baby daddy's hair clippers. And oh. I was going, like, really, really careful because... You know, it's very soft and supple down there. And I ended up nicking myself in the gooch, and <gasps> it was not pleasant. It bled a little bit, and it was awful. Dude, I remember the, the first time I ever nicked my, like, my actual sack. Yeah. And it started bleeding. Dude, I thought, like, a nut was going to slide out. Like, I was really <laughs> scared. I didn't, I like, I just, <laughs> that skin just feels so sensitive. No, it, it is, bro. It and, is. like, I just remember, like, I, I cut it, and, like, and I didn't. And I felt like a little snag, and I was like, ah. And I'm still going, though, and I just start, as I'm doing it, I just see blood start, like, kind of coming out. Not a lot, just, like, filling up and then going out. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. So I got in the shower right away trying to clean it off and just kept bleeding oh. out, bleeding out. Dude, it was fucking scary, though. But, no, actually, I'm not because they sponsor me, but legit, like, I use their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I freely just, I don't, like, I don't, I don't have, have to, like, to, like be over. careful. Like, yeah. I can just freely go over it. That's awesome, dude. I'm actually... I'm gonna invest in some of those because hey, you should. I'm actually yeah. gonna do a giveaway soon. Oh no way! So I want to be on the lookout. Yeah. Hey, bro. They I'm sent me some extra giveaway. shit, and I'm like, let's let's do a giveaway. That's dope. I even That's asked dope. them, and they're like, yeah, it's totally fine. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, but be on uh, the lookout. Oh man, what are gonna say? Oh, so uh, for we're gonna go back to wrestling. We we gotta go back to wire here in the oh, first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, what is what is it about wrestling that you fell in love with though? Like, I mean, I, I, I like it cause it looks cool and it looks fucking tough and mm -hmm. it looks like only men do that shit. Yeah. But like, like, I don't know what so, was it, what, what's about it. Yeah. So first remember I, I told you about you know, f having that free reign, yeah, being yeah. able to just roll around or whatever in retrospect, looking back now, I, I realized that the, my first instinct to my, you know, school bully to get him in a headlock, maybe it pertain to the fact that there was a calling for me to be in some sort of grappling sport oh, and, I, and i actually do feel like it's it almost it wrestling doesn't come natural to me i was just gonna ask you that yeah yet. no it doesn't at all uh it's between the three sports that i've ever done that's probably the one that i struggle with the most but i love it the most i love learning do you like the challenge i love oh, the challenge oh, and then learning something new yeah and and, and i just feel like I, I have more free reign as far as like creativity there's so much more that i can do whereas in karate and boxing like you know there's a punch you know you can get creative but you're limited to just here with karate you can get a little bit more creative and stuff like that but there's parameters and rules within you know for you to be able you can't be too aggressive with wrestling however it's kind of like the best of both worlds i feel there i i can be creative i can use my entire body in ways that no normal human being is going to fucking use and at the same time i can be aggressive impose my will 
But at the same time, it's not as painful as boxing. You know, I'm not going to get punched in the face. I hated that. That was like what I hated the most about boxing, getting punched in the face. The one thing that you do. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's the one thing that you do. I I remember sparring would come off the ring and my head would be throbbing. Yeah, I I can imagine. But... um, but back back to my point, you know, I could be aggressive. The The point of wrestling is to use your aggression and subdue your opponent with the least pain possible. Oh, okay. That's how I see it. Huh. And um, uh, I, I've seen you, you do, um, you've done like tournaments or something in, in, at the beach? Yes. In the sand? Yes. That looks dope. But it it also looks like it fucking hurts though. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. I love beach rest, bro. The first time that I competed last year at, at beach wrestling, it had me fall in love with the sport in a completely different way because beach wrestling, first and foremost, it is short, sweet, and to the point. Oftentimes, I see that one of the biggest turnoffs for wrestling is that it's very complicated. If you walk in as a non-wrestling fan or you have no preconception of what wrestling is, you're going to be like, dude, what is going on? Like, It looks cool, but what's going on? Mm-hmm. With beach wrestling, it's easy for you to be strolling in the beach, be like, oh, what's going on over there? You go, oh, peek I your see. head over, and then you see guys just launching each other, right? Th- pushing each other out of the circle. Okay, he just won three points. He wins. Put him straight to his back. Okay, he won. Cool. Like It's easy to grasp. It's, like, it's very short and to the point. It's one three-minute period as opposed to two three-minute periods in international rules or three two-minute periods So it's one domestically. round? Yeah, it's just one round. For three minutes? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the first person at three points wins. Oh, okay. And it's just wrestling? It's just wrestling. Yeah. Oh shit. And and do you have like a is there like tape or like something? Like is there like a like Pool a set noodles. area? Yeah. It, it it here at least it's you it's held up the ring is held up by pool noodles. Oh yeah. well, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and what what uh what was I gonna say? But like when you're rolling around though, like the fucking sand doesn't hurt. So you don't actually roll around. You um, the point system in in beach wrestling, the international rules at least, is uh, knees touching the sand is one point. Your butt touching the sand oh, is so one point. You have to be t- you have to be standing the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. um, if your back uh, touches the sand, that's automatically three points, and you lose. Oh, and also stepping outside of the ring, that's one point. Oh wow! That's, yeah, I mean. Doesn't sound easy, but it seems pretty like it's you simple. Just got to get someone on the ground, and then you win. Yes, automatically. yes, or, it's very you know, simple. Let and, someone go down to a knee or something. Yeah, and and you say you know it sounds easy, but actually like it's the easiest style to learn. If you're if you've never wrestled before, and you would like to get into wrestling, beach wrestling is the way to get good bro like honestly it's not as competitive as the u.s open because i've competed at the u.s open and it's brutal it is brutal uh beach wrestling on the other hand it's it's more about they focus more on on having fun at least here domestically and i feel like that's one of the biggest issues that i had this year at the beach wrestling tournament the fact that they try to cater more to a wider audience so they deviated from the international rules so this whole past year, I was preparing for international rules, making guys touch the like you know knees to the sand, and then they switched it up last minute. Uh, they're like, "All right, so you know now today we're um, we're gonna go away from international rules, and you're gonna be able to um, you know knees on sand. We're only gonna call it if you guys are stuck there." 
um, not call points, but just like bring you back to your feet. And I'm like, bro, like that defeats the whole purpose. Now I'm now I have to switch my game up and it, it didn't change it dramatically, but enough for me to. OK, you know, now. So I know. like the day of they, they told you that. Yep. Oh, that sucks. It, it sucked. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's always like that's fucking that's I think that it sucks whenever like they switch it up on you, like especially yeah. they have like because I can imagine like not only did you practice and like prepare for that, but mm-hmm. also like mentally. Yeah. You're like, all right, cool. Like, I got this. All I got to do is get him on his knee, get yeah. a point, you know, maybe throw him on his back. Then I, you know, I win automatically. <laughs> and then you go and they're like, ah, we're not going to do that no more. Yeah. Like you actually got to wrestle. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like it, it, it kind of. I didn't see it so much of a hindrance. Uh, the only thing is that it's kind of annoying because if you're trying to make a world team, you know, or you make a world team and then you go out to international and it's like, bro, in America, I was going knees all day, you know, touching knees all day on the sand. And here I'm getting docked points for it. Like, bro, have some consistency. Yeah. If you if you want to bring the Olymp- the sport to the Olympics in 2028, have some consistency. You know? So that is that a plan that they want to do? Yes. Beach wrestling? Yes. For oh, twenty twenty eight. Fucking dope. Yeah. What uh what beaches do you compete at? I've competed in Jacksonville, Florida, and oh. I've also competed at at um North Carolina. Carolina so not Beach. like Mission or like Venice, like so, none of that? Yeah, so um USA Wrestling, I believe, uh partnered up with uh Rudis which is a, a wrestling brand, and mm-hmm. they're doing what's known as the Tour of America. Um, and they're going – they started off with the Beach Nationals, which I don't know why they started with the biggest tournament of all domestically. Um, and then they're, you know, going across uh, all the way ending in California, if I'm not mistaken. And I was invited to go and compete there. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to go compete um, in Southern California. I don't know exactly where it's at, but – Oh, okay. I just know it's Southern California. Is that the one that you were trying to raise money for? Uh, no, oh, no, that was yeah the, the one that the one that I the two tournaments that I went to were the ones that I was raising money for. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, because I remember uh, you were doing all that, and so then, um, so, so to to be on the like Olympic like the U.S. team, mm-hmm. do you have to go through high school, college, and then make it, or can you just like? be like like how you are like you know you wrestled in high school but then you obviously you didn't go to college and wrestle no, right no yeah so you did collegiate wrestling so like can you just do like pick up wrestling and then you get so good that eventually you just go try for the u.s team like how does that work so now that would be ideal but <laughs> yeah obviously. It, it's it's very difficult the journey that i'm embarking is it's not ideal because well ideal for me, yes, but not ideal for the average person who's trying to actually, you know, like they have it in their heart that they're going to make an Olympic team. Why? Because they have colleges have the resources, the money to be able to send them out to elite level competition year round. Uh, they're able to have a legit, you know, training system, uh, legit coaches and everything. And I'm blessed enough that I found a legit coach who has a legit training system. And, you know, not a lot of people have that, especially if they're trying to get it, you know, from the mud, basically never went to college and are doing it the way that I'm doing. Because I'm not the only person who's doing it like that, but there's not much success that I see from the people who are doing it like me. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So and- unless you unless you came from a good D1 school or – 
um, you have great sponsors, you got it. You know, you, you almost it's almost easier, I guess you could say. But obviously, you know, it's never easy. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, I because um, I, I always wondered about that. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know, like, the journey to get to the U.S. team, because obviously, mm -hmm. like you said, that's like the highest you can go. Yep. Like, there's nothing after that. And, that, and that's what kind of sucks is like for um, like baseball and like in football and uh, soccer, like you can go high school, you can go college and then you make it on the on like a major league baseball team or yeah. like the NFL. Like mm -hmm. that's a, the, the goal. Right. And then even now, like baseball is in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you that's another Wait, goal. Wait, what's in the Olympics? Baseball. Baseball? Yeah. No way. I did not know that. I I want to say they just did it the, the last Olympics because uh, -huh. uh, what in what in Japan or Korea? Where did they have it? Japan. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Japan 2020. Yeah, and so the yeah they, they had uh, the baseball t and I think softball as well. Dang, I did not. I don't know. know if softball's been on there. I know baseball was a new one though. Mm. But um. Yeah, so I, I know like there's there's levels for that, but for wrestling it's kind of just like high school, collegiate, and then Olympics. Yeah, but there's no like official league. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and and but I, and that's what's crazy because then like I don't know if it like sets, but it, I feel like that's that that turns a lot of people into like one percenters. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because it, it's very there's not there's not like a lot of options. There's just that one thing, the Olympics. So yeah. you know that if someone is on the U.S. Olympic team, they are like the fucking best of the best yeah. in the in the country. Yes. You know, and then if you win, then you're the best in the fucking world. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, wow, what's the? I don't know if he's an Olympic wrestler, but I follow him on Instagram. He he play he uh, wrestled in uh, at Minnesota. Gable Stevenson. Yeah, dude. Oh, that dude that is guy. awesome. Yeah. Dude, I don't, that's the thing is like I, I'm into I'm into combative sports like it's mainly UFC. Yeah. I watch a little boxing here, but uh, UFC I never really got into. I mean UFC. Uh, uh wrestling right. I never really got into. Like whenever it come around the Olympics, just that last one, mm -hmm. um, I actually watched them. Oh like, no Me way. and my dad watched them, and it was so like, you watched fun. his finals match. Yeah, dude. And uh, heart stopper. Oh, oh everyone does it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Dude, and so I watched that, and and the guy just seemed so cool, and like, um, and then and then so I followed him on Instagram, and then just following his story afterwards, like, you know, now you become big, and like he was hanging out with Drake, and like uh, someone <laughs> yeah. like some rapper or some someone gifted him like a big ass like gold chain, and he wears it all the time, like, and he's such a down to earth guy, he's yeah. fucking fun for sure, and uh, yeah, Gabe was it Gable Gable Stevenson, dude, yeah, and he's a good looking dude, yeah, for sure, but. And he's fucking big. Like, yeah. uh, how how much do you think he weighs? Uh, probably two hundred plus pounds. I don't know yeah, his he's exact weight. He's a thick weight. boy. Yeah, but. yeah, dude. And then like that's the thing that fascinates me about wrestling is wrestling. I feel came from like football, baseball, basketball. Those all started what like in the eighteen. I don't, I don't know. You know, I need mm -hmm. a fact checker with me. But like you know, like in more recent time. Mm -hmm. But wrestling's one of those things that was back in like the Roman times. Yep. Like before. Anyone was ever born before any like thing, any buildings were made. Like <laughs> yeah. these motherfuckers are wrestling. Like I don't know if they did it naked. I don't know how the fuck they do it. Yeah, no, they did actually. Yeah, yeah. naked on. Yeah, and so, but like it fascinates me that now it's still a thing, mm -hmm. and it's like it's 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 originated from like those olden times. Yeah, and it's like and, and dude, I give props to anyone that's a wrestler, any any combative sport because yeah. that is so fucking scary. Yeah, like. Wrestling, you know, it, you know, someone's trying to tweak your arm, someone's trying to choke you out, someone's trying to, you know, pick you up and take you down. Like, yeah. dude, like you guys are just now and like, what is it? Uh, like now and day, like, 
gladiators. Yeah, you know what basically. I'm saying? Like you guys just go into a fucking into a coliseum, you know, mm -hmm. the mat, the mat, and you just like fucking go at it with each other. Yeah, and, j and all you're doing is trying to see who who's the strongest and who's the most uh, who has the more uh, like uh, what is it called like. Uh, Technically savvy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone that really knows what they're doing. Because right. that's the thing too. Is like I learned when I when I did a few classes was, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you know you're you weigh more than the other guy. It's all mm -hmm. about technique. Yeah. A, a, a small short guy could take on a six foot two hundred some. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like because I when I first started I was I was really muscling trying to muscle a lot of people mm -hmm. and I was gassing myself out. Yeah. Like I was like trying to like choke someone out and I was doing it wrong. Yeah. So I was just like squeeze butt like I was like. Flexing my arm, <laughs> I know. I was flexing my arm too much, and it, by the end, I couldn't lift my arm because it's it's it was as if I was lifting weights. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. My yeah, arms right. are just fucking exhausted, and they're like, they're like, bro. If they're, like they told me, they're like, if you know what you're doing, you won't feel that at all. Yeah, they're like, if you can do technique, none of that will happen to mm -hmm. you. Your arms won't get tired, nothing. But like, and and that and that's the thing too is, um, they've always explained like wrestling, uh, maybe jujitsu jiu jiu too, but like as like a chess match. Yeah. You know, there's always, and and that's 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 what kind of blew my mind too was that they would tell me, you know, there's a way that someone can get you into a position, mm -hmm. and there's also like there's also a way you can get out. Yep. So always. I'm like, wait, so you're saying that for every attack, there's a counter attack, like no matter what, and yep. they're like, yeah, but they're like, doesn't mean everyone can do it though. Yeah. It's all about, and that's why they said it's not about you know being the strongest or the biggest. It's about being like you have to be smart mm -hmm. and you have to and, then, and that's when uh and it kind of worked out in the army because it was like at a time when you know you're being smothered your face is getting pushed to the ground yeah. or your arm is behind your back or you're getting choked out like those are the times when you need to slow down gather your thoughts yes. and be like okay like he's choking me out okay but where's his hand out how can i slip out yeah you know and, and that fascinated me mm -hmm. like that that you could be in such a high intensity like training like moment or or like a actual match yeah and and you just kind of you're like okay relax yeah. and then you just start seeing like all right well like you know I, i'm gonna grab his arm and it's like mm -hmm. a fucking puzzle piece yeah you grab his arm and you fucking you're like it, it like and they would say like you know don't pull his arm out instead push it down yeah push it out the way or you know use his momentum if he's like if he's pushing you down yeah then like let yourself fall in and let him go in with you and then fucking get around yep. like like there's so many ways and it's like yeah Dude, it's it's so it, and that's why I love to I loved watching I love watching UFC. Um, I love watching like uh, wrestlers, like grapplers and stuff. Combat sports. Because that's more that's more like I feel I don't know I could be wrong. I'm you know I, I'm not in that position, but mm -hmm. I feel like mentally, that's like smarter people are good with that stuff. Because mm. you know anyone can strike. Yeah, you know you got to be quick with it, but that comes in training. Yeah. But being in those positions, you know, and I feel like sometimes you get put in positions where you're like, oh, I never been here before. <laughs> but it's it's fascinating to see how people get out of it. Right. Like when I see people get like in, you know in like a arm bar or something, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, he's fucking god, he's about to fucking tap. Some way somehow. Some way, yeah. And then like, they do like an alligator roll or like yeah. you know what I'm saying? They just <laughs> know what to do and like at a time when like their fucking arms getting stretched out, mm -hmm. like it fucking it blows my mind. Yeah, man. It to your point, uh, man. It's because. I'm, I'm processing everything. I gave a lot. Yeah, of, I no, gave no, a lot no, at no. one time. Yeah, I, it so, excites so me. So first, I, I want to backtrack it to to like um, the Olympics. How you were saying, you know, that the sport was, you know, it originated in the in the Roman times. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, dude, like it, that's what it all ties into beach wrestling. But I'm gonna get to that in a second. So <laughs> first and foremost, the the sport, even though it was freaking like one of the 
premier sports of the Olympics, of the ancient Olympics. They try to remove it. Um, I was just going to say, did, yeah. wasn't there a time when they were going to think about getting rid of it? Yes, because it wasn't as popular, and which sucked, dude. Like, I remember being in high school and seeing a Jordan Burroughs poster. Right now, Jordan Burroughs, if you don't know the name, he's one of the like the top wrestlers. Right now, he is tied as the American with the most um, world and Olympic medals, six, tying at six with John Smith. Jordan Burroughs, still active. Um, I remember seeing that. I was like, dude, I want to be in the Olympics one day in high school, right? And I just thought it would, it would be a cool idea. And then the fact that, like, oh, save Olympic wrestling 2020 was a big thing. Yeah, I was campaign. like, bro, that sucks, dude. Like, now I've I've missed out on my dream. And the fact that they reinstated, you know, they, you know, they reinstated wrestling into the Olympics or they never took it out, sorry, um, is amazing in and but of itself. And the fact that, it's they're trying to add um, beach wrestling is even more amazing. That's safe. Yeah, you you know you're safe. You're like okay, yeah. cool. Like, like wrestling, there's, there's avenues. There's avenues. Yeah, wrestling's back in. Okay, cool. And now they're trying to add beach wrestling. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like we're good. We're good. Like yeah, there's it, not like it could possibly get taken away again. Right. And beach wrestling too. Like it's really cool because a lot. I my first year going there, a lot of people who were first timers said dude, it feels like I'm in the ancient times wrestling. Like it, it feel like it genuinely feels like you are back to how wrestling is supposed to be. It's short, simple to the point and it's aggressive. It's brutal. And I don't know, dude, like it's amazing. And something that I learned in this last tournament, like you said, you know, it's a lot of momentum, knowing how to um, administer the energy. I went in with the firm belief in my heart that I was going to come back to Yuma, Arizona with a national title. I firmly believed it. And I remember being again in the quarterfinals for the second year in a row in the quarterfinals match. And I was up by one point, two to one against my opponent. And in my mind, I was thinking like, dude, I got to bring milk back home to my family, you know, because <laughs> I, I genuinely believe like, once I win this national championship, a lot of opportunities are going to be flowing in. Oh, you know, course. now I'm going to dig myself out of this hole that I'm in and, you know, fuck it. You know, now I got money to get some diapers for my baby. And oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so I had that in my mind, but I feel like that kind of distracted me. So I was like, I got to finish this match right now. You know, I got one more point, And if I if I get one, if I score one more point, I'm going to be I'm a win. Right now, I'm going to advance to the semifinals. Then I'm all automatically, you know, uh, an All-American if I make it to the semifinals. And I pushed too hard. There is such, I learned that there is too, such thing as too much aggression. And so I pushed this dude, right? I tried to force him out of the ring, and this dude used his mom, uh, my momentum against me. And pulled you. Yeah, um, got his one point, and then I didn't know how much um, time was left because there are no scoreboards that are visible to the public. So I, in my mind, I was like, bro, there's probably less than 30 seconds. Like, now we're tied. He's winning by criteria because he scored the last point. So now I have to win. Like, I have to win. There's I can't lose. And so, again, I, tr again, I didn't learn my lesson. I f tried to force him out of bounds. And, again, he uses my momentum against me. And, <sighs> Dang. Whatever. You know? I had, yeah. It was it, a lot of emotions at once. At first uh, – in on one side, I was like, "Fuck, broken, devastated." I wanted to cry, but at the same time, I was like, 
nah, bro. This is life, you know. I had to lose. Fuck it. Yeah. Dust it off. Shake his hand. Clap for him. All right, man. Get ready for Damn. the next one. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But no, and, and, and I think whenever people start thinking about, like, like you said, you had that moment where you were like, you know, I got to provide for my family and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like, that's when it raises the stakes on so much more. Like, it means so much more. Like, there's people that just want to be a champion. You yeah. Know? But when you have, like, you know, maybe you have a family, you need, like, you know that winning this can open more opportunities. For sure. And, you know, financially it could help out and stuff so like when you have that on you like it's so much pressure but it's also like the thing that's pushing you to be the best at what you do Mm -hmm. and 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 i think that's always and that's always interesting that's why they do like the ufc like before every fight they do Mm -hmm. like the backstory yeah you know because it makes everyone you know someone you may not like you you find out who the person is you find out they came from poverty you know yeah the ufc embedded i love watching oh dude those are so good it's it's almost like american idol like they they pick only the people that have like the saddest stories yeah you know so you really feel for them (laughs) right so like no but and and i for you you have your own story you have your own and embedded thing that where you're you know why you're there. Mm-hmm. You want to be the best, but you also know that, and that's the cool thing is you're you're not doing like I, I know that I've heard of some UFC fighters that are like I fucking hate doing this, but mm. it's something I'm good at and I make money, so yeah. fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Like I've yeah. heard that a lot of times, right. and it it sucks, mm-hmm. but it, it it does help that you love the sport, mm-hmm. you love what you do, and also it could provide you know better opportunities and and financially and all that stuff. It can bring so much stuff to you, mm-hmm. but um. And I, and I think whenever you put that in your head on top of wanting to be the best, you're like, I also got to, you know, by doing this, it's going to mm-hmm. do a lot for me. Yeah. That also, like, motivates and pushes you more. Because yeah. you're not only letting yourself down, you're letting, you know, people that support you, mm-hmm. you know, your family. Like, it, 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 there's so much more that weighs on you. And, and yeah. it could be good or bad. You know, it could really fuck up your game. You're overthinking things yeah. and you're like... Oh man, like, what if I lose? Like, if I lose, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna get money. You yeah, know, all this what, stuff, you, and you that can't could fuck let with that you. Get to you. You can't let that get to you, man. Uh, you have to be. I learned that I have to be mindful. You know, just be in the moment. Be allow myself to flow. That's what I've been missing. You know, that flow. And uh, Luis Nunez, my coach, bro, he is show. He's teaching me a lot. That name sounds so familiar. I think I think I, I know who that is. Yeah, he was a state champion at Cibola. Uh, went to GCU. Okay, because um, my younger brother used to wrestle, and he had a tournament out at uh, mm-hmm. San Pasquale. Yeah. And I didn't know, but that's the thing, too, with wrestling. It's not like school versus school. It's usually like a tournament. That's how they usually do them, right? Yes. Like, it's not like football where it's just like this high school versus this high school. At like in, in, For wrestling Wait. in high school, uh-huh. it was like every time we went to a match, it was like a tournament where it was like uh, all these schools. Yeah, so, so we do duels where it's like two to three different schools. And then you, like, face off against them, you know, because you can't just, well, you can go to a single duel match where you just, like, face up one school. School versus school. But at the same time, it's kind of, like, a waste of money and resources. So you kind of try to bring pack in. up the gym a little bit, you know, bring in an additional school, you know, wrestle more than one person. So that's Yeah, but, so yeah, so he had one of those over there, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I seen him. And then I think he's messaged me a few times. He's a really cool guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah he's, he, he's, he'll, he's he'll really message me and just be like, dude, like, this is cool. Like, uh, love the podcast or whatever. And, That's dope. And, uh, he, he's a, and actually one time he was like, bro, like, we should hang out sometime. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like I love people because I've always had this thing where like when I see people or I maybe hang out with them one time, I'm always like, man, that guy is cool. Like, I yeah. want to be his friend. Like, I want to hang out with him. Yeah. You know, and I feel like he gave me that feeling. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, bro, like, like randomly he was just like, bro, like we should hang out sometime. Like, get a drink or something. And I'm like, 
yeah, that'd be cool because mm-hmm. I know where it's coming from. Like he probably thinks you know I'm like a cool guy or something. So yeah. he's like, I, yeah, that should be cool to hang out with. And like I love that because I have that with other people. Right. Where I'm like, I just want to hang out with that person. I just want to <laughs> be their friend. You know? Yeah. I just want to be around them all the time. Like, right, right, like right. Cool people. But no, yeah. So that when you said that, I was like, wait, I think I know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. I don't know. You could be wrong. Yeah. No. Um. He's always wearing like a beanie. Nah. He's a shaved head. He. And a big beard. I don't know. Yeah, he has a big beard. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty you, sure. You're pretty sure? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's a really down-to-earth person. I, I love being around him, and I feel like being around him has, you know, he's a very structured and goal-oriented person. And as they say, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you hang around with the most. And so being around that has rubbed off on me. And, oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, impacted me positively in so many ways. And... Yeah, back to what I was saying, he's teaching me a lot about flow and mindfulness and being fully present in the moment because I can't fuck myself up over, you know, thoughts and pressure because that's out of my control, you know. If it's meant for me, it'll make its way to me. If it's meant for me, it will never pass me by. And that's that's the way that's what I tell myself all the time, you know, like in order to keep myself sane, I'm I'm aligning myself to my goals and my ambitions. But I am open and receptive to the fact that things may not go the way that I want them to because I firmly believe that the universe or God is going to have a, you know, a different of a better plan for me. You know, it may be better, maybe not better, but, you know, like what, whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm open to it, whatever comes my way. Yeah. That, well, that's good. It's, it's good to have an open mind. Um, because I don't know, maybe I, f- I feel like then, you know, you're not let down as much. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of, you already go into something knowing like this could be something that is the best for me or this could be like I could fuck up and it, it's not going to be how I want it to be. And then, but you find different ways and yeah, just, <laughs> you just have to be open-minded and not be so fixated on one way or one, one result. Because once you, once you associate yourself with the results, then you kind of lost yourself a little bit, you know, because Mike Tyson even says, you know, like there's a, a video where he's looking back at his championship. He's like, bro, this is garbage. You know, at the time I used to think that it was everything. But now looking back, like it's garbage. You know what really matters? Your family, love, you know, being around people who support you. And it's like, damn, bro, like it's true. You know, and I have to remind myself that I am abundant because in times where I'm like, I may not be as financially successful perhaps or you know i may be a little bit in the hole i have to remind myself like nah bro like actually selling art has helped me see that i am abundant truly uh selling my portraits the fact i was so fearful about putting myself out there for the first time you know like oh i saw you did you were doing that yeah like hey guys like yeah that's how i raised money you know i was like hey you know like that's the fucking hustle though yeah no it really is that's what i love about like you doing that is like there's people that are like, well, you know, I, you know, I can't find a job or whatever. But mm-hmm. then there's people that like I've always said, you can either look for opportunities or you can create an opportunity. Yes. Yeah. And because I've always thought about that, like with, with comedy, like mm-hmm. me wanting to do stand up. I was always like, well, we live in Yuma. Like, there's no comedy <laughs> clubs. I got to go to San Diego. I go to Phoenix to actually get on stage. Right. And I was like, or I can just like make, you know, go fucking find. Like, I, I've been thinking about taking a um a mic and a fucking 
speaker out to the park and just doing stand up in the park. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's why I'm like, I have to, if there's not an opportunity, I have to create an opportunity yep. for myself. And so it's it's cool that like you fucking you you realize like oh I'm pretty good at doing portraits so it's <laughs> like I can make money off this you know right I'll draw you a nice portrait you know <laughs> give me some money and it's like that's dope yeah you know you're not out there like oh you know give me some money like, yeah I need it you're like no like I'm providing a service exactly and in 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 and someone can pay me for it exactly you know? and that's fucking dope because so many people are just like they just want handouts yeah no exactly exactly and a part of me did want to be like hey guys but I'm, I figure like nah bro like who the, like right now people are going to see me as a nobody like why do i want to support him right a lot of the time and that's why i figured that having a national title was going to bring me opportunities because then people will associate me with the accolade but then i have to remind myself like it's not on me you know like everything that i am like it's, it's in me you know like i'm a champion i'm a warrior i'm this and that it's in me not on me like it's this you know freaking this championship whatever if i once i attain it it's not going to be me. Like, that's not me. Like, it's just something that I achieved, something that, you know, it's something to show for for my effort, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's basically all it is going to be once I'm dead. <laughs> At some point, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I always wonder, like, at what point do you – I don't think you ever feel like you've reached – your limit of what you want to like I, I i'm scared that i'm gonna get what i want and then there's no ceiling for me mm -hmm. like i'm always gonna i'm gonna get what i want and i'm like all right this is cool but i want something new yeah. i want something new like at what point do you think you can hang your hat up and just be like i've done everything i wanted to do like i can you either maybe not quit wrestling maybe become a coach mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but like at what point do you transfer from being a competitor to creating competitors i guess you could say that's a good question right now i'm i'm in the and i, I know you're still very young yeah and you're also very young into your whole you know wrestling career and all that mm -hmm. but i'm just saying like just future talk yeah no right now i'm in the I, I have the great opportunity to be able to do both uh balancing both however it's it's not as easy uh right now i am i am teaching uh the youth class out in the live training systems where i'm training at um, but I'm still rolling around with the high school kids. Um, and it, I don't know, you just gotta prioritize, you know, learn how to structure your days and whatnot. But to your, to your question, I don't know when enough is enough. I, I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. Um, I am right now I'm in, I'm in the, in the, in a spot in which I'm like planting seeds in different places to just grow in different avenues that's good and kind of shooting my shot in different places to see which ones are fruitful which ones are not and then see you know perhaps i'm gonna take a completely different course maybe maybe right now i am fixated on like yeah like i want to unlock my, i unlock my my potential as an athlete but then maybe one of these fruitful avenues is gonna like show me a different side and make me consider a different option who knows? I, I don't know when enough is enough, um, but I guess life will show me. Yeah. Damn, man. Uh, I just have one last question for you that I just thought of. Um, what do you what do you think there's something that you know you should be doing that can better your wrestling career or your future that, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, you should be doing it, but you haven't done it. 
or you're not doing it. Like, for, I'll give you an example. Like for me, I want I want to do stand up comedy. Like I want to be a comedian, and I know, and obviously I do little sets here and there whenever we have little shows. Mm-hmm. But I know if I really want it, I should fucking be hungry, and I should, like I said, go do the thing in the park, or I should, you know. Save up money and go to Phoenix and, and try to get some shows out there. Spend a weekend and, and try to do some open mics. Like, I know I should be doing those things, and I make excuses for myself, and I'm like, ah, but, like, I don't have money or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And obviously that can be a real factor, but I just know there's things I can be doing that I'm not, and that fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I can't complain anyone. I, it's just... For me, it's like mm-hmm. I know I should be doing these things, and I know if I really want it, because I hear all these other comedians talk yeah. like, "Oh, I was grinding, I was doing this, and I was working at Circle K, and then as soon as I get off work, I'd go do stand up, and I'd do like three shows a night just yeah. to get on stage." <laughs> and I'm like, "I want that, I need to do that," yeah. but I'm not. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Do I really want this?" Then yeah. So for you, is there, or do you think you're doing everything and possibly you can be doing? Yeah, no, that's a great question, and thank you for asking that, because. Yeah, <laughs> This and it's loss, a tough one, right? No, yeah, because th- th- this loss, bro, like, it really showed me, like, I'm, I only kind of want it at that point, you know. Having lost made me realize, bro, I don't want it bad enough. Mm-hmm. So it really lit this fire inside of me. Now I'm like, bro, like, I'm, I have to put in my effort, like, put my heart and soul into it. And not be a victim of my circumstances because it's so easy to be caught up with all these external things that are going on and oh woe is me look at what's happening to me but, yeah i do that a lot and i yeah, and then yeah. i'll snap and i'll be like what the fuck am exactly, i doing exactly no one cares about me exactly. no one sees the struggle no one sees the internal feelings i'm feeling <laughs> because i didn't do good at a show or right. I didn't go to a show. Like uh-huh. I'm over here just crying to myself, like shut the fuck up. Exactly. And, I, and it's, and it's very bad, but it's like, I just, I'm very, I'm very strong on myself yeah. and, I, and I'm very hard on myself and I know I shouldn't be, but that's what drives me. Yeah. Like I'll just be like, dude, like to myself or maybe even out loud. Sometimes I'll be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yes. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> Stop crying. Uh-huh. Like, what do you, oh, poor me. Like, yeah. dude, you think you're the only fucking one going through this? Right, right. Stop being a bitch. And exactly. Like, and I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker, but these right, are things right. I just tell myself, right. and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, just shut up and do what you want to do, and and stop making excuses. Yeah. But so no, yeah. so me personally, uh, well, yeah, like I don't I don't talk to myself as mad. harshly because I, I'm. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Dude, I'll fucking no. I'll call myself a pussy. <laughs> you ain't shit. You got well, a small dick. <laughs> girls. <laughs> I really try to downgrade. I try to degrade myself. I I don't because (laughs) what what you say to yourself is very important. Um, If you say kind words to yourself, you have to be compassionate and empathetic with with yourself. But at the same time, be firm and hold yourself accountable. Be like, bro, like, you know, yeah, like, bro, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, are you really doing everything that you can? No. What needs to change? Right. And so right now I'm in the I'm in the in the process of embodying everything that I need to embody in order to achieve the goals that I want to achieve. Um, I am being more structured. I am uh, being more um, communicative. I am being, I don't know if I said that correctly, but um, it's I, right. yeah, <laughs> I, I am being more um, creative and resourceful. I'm being more resourceful. That, that's one thing that I am being, um, but to your question, to answer your question, one thing that I can be doing that I'm not doing is creating more content. 
because I have amassed, uh, as of right now, between my two TikTok accounts. One is just like, I'm just having fun with it. And then the other one is my wrestling account. That's what my, that's the one that I feel is going to be like the ma- the money magnet. Okay. And with between those two accounts, I've amassed like 73,000 followers. And with my wrestling account, yeah, uh, it, it sounds like a lot, but in TikTok, like, it's not a lot because a lot of people have like a fuck ton of accounts. There's a lot of people that have a million. Yeah. But it doesn't translate to Instagram. They could have it's, a million on TikTok it, or it, like five million. They'll exactly. probably have like maybe 71.k on Instagram. Exactly. Doesn't regardless, translate. regardless, it's it's amazing that I have so many people, you yeah, know, it's still like fucking crazy. following me. That's that's awesome. You know, I, I could have never imagined. Well, I could have imagined it. I knew that that was bound to happen when I created whenever I started creating content. But I didn't know that it was going to happen as fast as it did. And I remember... You know, I had that goal of like 10,000 followers on my first on my wrestling account. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to reach 10,000 followers beyond the creator fund and things are going to change for me. I got the 10,000 followers. It wasn't what I expected. And I kind of got demotivated and a little bit kind of like. Now what, you know? Now I've been jotting down a lot of ideas on what I can do. Um, and I've also been reevaluating what I really want to do, because some of the content that I have made um i wasn't as passionate about it but i feel like the two main ones that got the most attention were the ones where i like actually poured in my creativity and my love for the sport and it was reciprocated yeah it it was very well received by the non-wrestling fans then that's my target audience and i have to remind myself like i aim to expand the sport so don't limit yourself to just catering to the wrestling fans like widen up the horizon because that's where that's what i aim to do and yeah that's basically what i should do um so creating more content and creating content i should say that is true to me my values and what i aim to do uh for the sport yeah no that's fucking dope actually it's funny you say that there's a some guy I follow that's i know he's doing mma like that's his whole goal and stuff mm-hmm. um and he's dude he always makes these videos and he adds the drama side to it where he's like crying and he's like, you know, uh, I'm on my way to practice, but like I only have enough money to like train. Mm-hmm. I don't like I only have enough to like give my kid, you know, get my kid diapers and some food like mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat tonight. Yeah. Like it's fucking it's so sad. But like I've been following him for a while. Oh. And uh, he's What's this, his name? I don't know, he's this white guy. Um, oh, that narrows it down. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't remember. But um and he, he's always, and he's in like, and I've been following for a while. So now he's starting to get a little bit more uh, acknowledgement and like he's having like bigger fights. And I guess his goal is to go to the UFC. Mm. And, um, but like you, you hear about his story and stuff. And, and like, you know, and I, I like wrestling and I like uh, UFC and stuff, but I can see how a person that doesn't like any of that stuff still fell in love or like is still interested in like this guy's story. They yeah. want to follow it. They're like, oh, like, you know, like, you struggle through something, but yet you're you're still doing what you love. Yeah. But you know that if you keep working hard at that, this is all gonna pay off for that. Mm-hmm. And and so I think yeah, like you said, like um, you you, the the two that you got, you said was it two of them that you got like a real good, uh, viewing of them. Yeah. Your TikToks. Yeah. And yeah, it, it probably was uh a lot of them probably weren't even wrestling fans, but they fell in love with the story behind it, or yeah. like they saw, like you said, they saw all the effort you put into it. I mean, it may not so yeah. effort, but like they, like something about that video, mm-hmm. they like 
they maybe put themselves in that video, yeah. but they were like, but maybe not wrestling, maybe some other shit they're going through. Right, right. And so, yeah, so it, no, it, you, and, you and can uh, easily do that. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. Like, um, those two videos, I genuinely felt like those were, like, the two that I, like, poured my heart and soul into it. Now, there are plenty of other videos where I did do the same thing, but others where I'm just like, ah, I got to create just put content. it together. Yeah, and put it yeah, because, like, I follow, I kind of followed that idea of, like, oh, you got to be posting X amount of times throughout the day, you know. Bullshit, bro. Like, just do what it what works for you. Post the way that works for you, not, not to play into some algorithm. And so when I poured my heart into these videos, you know, my creativity, my love and my passion, you know, like people felt that like freaking Bad Bunny says that a lot of that he's not the greatest artist because um, he makes the best art. It's because people feel him, you know, it resonates with people. And because I'm a firm believer as an artist that if you do things with love, you will attract the you will attract love to your craft yeah oh that's good man i want uh, well we got to end with that thing because yes, that's <laughs> I, I i was trying to i was like we got to find a good spot to end this yeah <laughs> but no that's good man um once again guys uh carlos monteon carlos monteon jr jr sorry sorry i forgot that no, no no it's all good i just like <laughs> I, I just like to say the whole thing just because it's your name. I don't know, it's like Robert Downey Jr. I don't know. It's more impactful when you say the junior a little bit. So Yeah, there you go. It's, <laughs> it, it is who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming out. Um Thank you, you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh man, no, thank you. Like I I mean, obviously you you've been following me and, and I follow you back and I see mm-hmm. and I was like, and it's very fascinating everything I see that you do. Like the one thing that caught my attention was the beach wrestling. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a I love the fucking beach. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have a fucking a beach tattoo, like, setting, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so I love that shit. And yeah. I think it's cool to see, like, someone doing what they love, like, on Paradise. Yeah. I see Beach is Paradise. So, like, yes. you you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's why I always thought, like, the Navy SEAL training was crazy because it's, like, you go through, like, the most harsh things, you know, like, when I talk about BUDS, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Navy SEAL training? I've never heard about BUDS. Okay, so it's, uh, what is it, basic you fucking i know how <laughs> no but it's uh it, it's so it's like the navy seal training it's like boot camp for the navy seals and they do okay. it in uh san diego okay and they do it on the beach and i was like they do it like the harshest shit they get in the cold waters they fucking lift logs they stay up all night they don't eat a lot of food like they do like all this crazy shit but in such a beautiful place yeah so i'm like and i always thought like that shit is insane but i can see how like someone like me like not that i can do it but i can be like well i'm on there and i'm going through all these fucked up things i can just look back and be like bro but i'm on the fucking beach yeah and so like when i saw you wrestling on the beach i was like that shit looks tough i was like but he's on the beach, beach like it yeah. looks fucking bad it's a dope backdrop like it's a wonderful environment it truly is and whether you're a wrestler non-wrestler Either go watch it or go do it because it is so much fun to be around that environment. It oh, really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, and so, yeah, so, like, ever since I followed you, I, I love keeping up with your story. I love I love following people and seeing that they use social media not just to post, um, not even brag, but just post about, like, this is what I'm doing. But, yeah. like, there's people that post for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you, obviously, you're trying to get your name out there. You're trying to show, like, this is what I'm working for. Yeah. This is, you know. And I love that you're using social media for that. And mm-hmm. so I love following that story. So, you, man. yeah, man, Thank I've you. been watching it. And I was like, I would love to have this guy on. Like, and I, I'm not, obviously, into it. Um, I have other people. Like I said, my buddy Cody, I want to have him on. But mm-hmm. he, he, get, he made me this deal that I need to. He said that uh, he won't be on the podcast until I go do a, uh, 
uh, a session with him at the gym. That's dope. I should have done that. I should. Oh no! That's why I told you while you were on because I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm gonna lose another fucking guest. Yeah, no, and I want to, but I just keep making excuses, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm pretty fucking scared because mm -hmm. I like it's a combative sport, and yeah, it's just you know, and, and I and he trains MMA, but I think we would just do jujitsu, mm. which I really want to do. I don't know why I haven't done it. I'm just being a pussy, maybe, but <laughs> I just, but yeah. So he made the deal. He's like, he's like, I'll be on your show. I'll be in the podcast. But uh, you you got to do a class with me first. That's dope, man. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Cody, man. That, I fucking love Cody. He's bro. I've only seen him twice that I can recall, and or three times probably. And bro, like he's just he's a really great soul, man. Like, oh to yeah. Be around. Well, I was actually as as I was talking to you, I was thinking of you know future podcasts, but it'd be cool to have you and him on at the same time, just kind of cool. hear your guys' stories. I'd be down. You know, it's always cool to get like and then or even uh, what's your coach's name? Luis Nunez? Yeah. Yeah. Have him on. Bro, you know, have, have him on. Yes. He's, bro, like, pick his brain. Pick his brain. Like, cause. Well, that, and that's yeah. what I, I would want you to, cause you would know the questions to ask. And then, like, you know, cause I'm kind of uh, yeah, like, yeah. uh, I'm trying to say this. And you'd be like, oh, and then you would, like, wrestle talk, you know, wrestling like, talk. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I have little ideas. So, I, I hopefully, hopefully we can have you on again. For sure. You're for welcome sure. back anytime, brother. Hey, thank you. Thank anytime you. Anytime you have that. some shit going on, you want to hop on, just <laughs> let me know and I'll fucking set a date for you and we'll get this thing going. Sounds good. Hey, I, right now, I'm available. So, anytime you want to have me on and you're like, I need a guest, come over here. I'm like seven minutes away right now. Hell yeah. yeah. Fucking shout out to this new studio, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so close to this one. <laughs> but, um, everyone, thanks again. What's your Instagram? So, we can uh, follow you. Carlos Monteon Jr. or um, Carlos Monteon, I mean, sorry, Coach Carlos Wrestling. Follow me on TikTok, um, Coach Carlos Wrestling. I'll put them all up here. You know, yes, I sir. always do. Yes, ah, sir. fucking hot again. <laughs> Dude, have you felt them? No. I... Just get close to them. You'll feel the heat. Oh, yeah. They're fucking hot. It is. But uh, we need to raise them. But <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll put I'll put the, your, your pages yes. up here. Carlos Monteon Jr. on Instagram, Coach Carlos Wrestling on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Once again, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Solving the Pod. Uh, make sure you go like, subscribe. I got to say this shit. I don't like saying it. It sounds so fucking corny, but yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I got to remind people. Go like, comment, subscribe. Go to the Smash YouTube. Smash that subscribe button yeah, so you can be updated with the best <laughs> that Yuma has to offer. Slob on the pod. Yeah, baby. You got it. He, fucking, he fucking did it. I'm done. We're done. We're <laughs> out.